proper time around. Shut y'all ass. <laughs> <laughs> I used to love that show. Raw. It's on Hulu. Yeah? I've been watching it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That was like TG. Was no, Friday. You hear that too? She was watching uh, some step by step. No. That was the intro music, boys. We are live and recording. Glad oh, yeah. to have your renditions of the step by step theme <laughs> song. When they bring it back, we'll see about getting you guys the acapella uh, recording of the. We're awesome. I will. I will completely diversify and get all that money. <laughs> I don't know if that's how diversify. Yeah, it? you diversify your portfolio, right? You start uh, dabbling Tonight in other businesses. We're coming you to you yeah, with this yeah. is Jeffrey L. Huffe Hoffman. It's a new nickname. Nikki the G, joined by Professor Marcus Dempsey well, and no. John the Don. Island. Where else on earth can you hear this conversation? Right, we're waiting on you guys to tell Shit. us. Because we don't know. I have no fucking it was not a hypothetical is. question. We're looking yep. for answers. Quite you you want us to refer to you as the Don? Because we can. Uh, yeah, I'm the Don. Don, uh, so. Don, Don Dada? It's the Don. The, the Don. Don. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Like <laughs> not the Don. Da. Don, you gotta get you gotta get up in that. You gotta, microphone, gotta get up man. in it. Okay, you gotta, I'm up in it. You gotta have your lip like up against up the, the foam. Okay, That's what the foam's it. for. John and I were talking about his last fight outside. Yeah, bro. and do people did he fight he, outside or was it? <laughs> you, you were talking outside about his last yes, fight. About his last. Fight. I thought you got in a fight yeah, outside because yeah. I'm saying which neighbor? There's yeah. an old bitch downstairs. We get into it all the time. <laughs> I was hoping it was her. You know, she was giving me looks and shit. You know, I let ass make it. Can we stop for a second to appreciate the greatness that was in this man's corner that night? Bruh. He was joined by Sean Gayton, mm -hmm. who is without a doubt the best black belt in the state of Louisiana. That's Nick. A Nick, Tim pound Crater, for pound. Tim Crater, black belt. You've said this on many episodes, belt. pound for many pound. Episodes. Or all division. IBJJF rolled around. He won the gold. Yeah. yeah. I was there. talk about see you next year. I was there. I seen it. Then he, he also had... The living legend Thomas T. Webb Webb in his corner, dude. You had a whole. And then last, last but definitely not least, he was joined by the one FC featherweight champion of the world, Mister Tan Lee, the champ. Nice. You had a super group. It's yeah. like imagine having looking over and having to fight a guy, <laughs> seeing that in his corner. Oh man, you you look at that guy and you go, oh fuck! All right, this dude knows what he's doing, and uh, who, I don't know who he fought, right? I I, uh, I would imagine. They don't have the same crew, right? That level of you know, like quality that Sean's got. He fought Brandon Killer B. Davis. Maybe uh, yeah. uh, Marcus uh, Graham. I, I don't know. John, did you know who was in his corner? Maybe uh, Marcus Graham. And uh, no, I didn't know him. I had heard about one of his coaches, but I didn't. That was about it, you know. Um, not too much. I mean, I know everybody knew who was in my corner, uh, you know, and, and uh, <laughs> that fight. You know, John showed up. The Don didn't show up. Um, I just did. I didn't show up. You what know, do you I mean? I don't know if it was ring rust. Uh, I didn't. I didn't fight. Like I came in there. You know, I put on a performance. But you know, and then that was you know the first thing I, I put on my Facebook post was that I was disappointed in my performance because uh, I was. You know, like uh, it's like you do all that training, you know, to go out there and, and perform, and I, I didn't perform. At all, you know, and uh, I, I know I let a lot of people down, including myself, you know, but, uh, you know, it, it's been a rough year. <laughs> look, look, looking <laughs> back at it, year. <laughs> what should you have done differently? Oh, man, I wasn't aggressive at all, you know, like, uh, 
Way up told me warm up in the back, you know, uh, you know, I don't know what time I fought, but it was probably like, you know, close to midnight, you yeah. know, I'm, I made a very like, you know, critical mistakes uh, leading up to the fight. You like know, what? I didn't, I didn't prepare correctly. Uh, my diet, you know, the food I ate. Um, <laughs> we had an unusual way in. What was unusual about it? Uh, it was just early and uh, it, it gave me time to consume a lot of food. Okay. Uh, that I shouldn't shouldn't have consumed, and uh, I just made a lot of rookie errors, you know. I, and I don't know if it was because I decided, uh, you know, maybe I got this, you know, or uh, you know, I got too confident, uh, what the case may be. But anyway, I went out there, and uh, you know, I was a, a firework that was a dud, in my opinion. Um, I didn't press him, you know. I didn't yeah. fight like I know how to fight. I wasn't explosive. Uh, I didn't move. I let him corner me and bag me up into the cage. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I'm not somebody that gets choked out. You know, I mean, I got choked out in the second round. Like, you know, I felt I felt like I was warming up in the second round. If you look at it, you know, um, did you think this was a winnable fight? Oh, definitely. I wouldn't have took it if I didn't. No, I'm think saying it was now. Out. Do you still think this is a winnable yeah, fight? Definitely, I definitely think. Uh, I mean, that was one of the reasons why I wanted to fight so much this summer. You know, I try to yeah. fight as much. I mean, yeah, you, yeah, we you, all know. you've had uh, so yeah, many. Had our listeners know, know you've had so many. We talked about it so many times on the air. You've had so many people back out on you, or yeah. a fight cancel, or right. a date change, or a COVID, or a COVID ordeal. You've definitely had a rough year trying to get a fight. Uh, a lot of people don't know, but I had a fight at the end of February cancel due to COVID. March canceled due to COVID. I had dates set at the end of April, at the end of May, at the end of July. I finally was supposed to fight August 1st, cancel. I was supposed to fight September 12th, I believe, cancel. I was supposed to fight November, no, no, October, somewhere in there, canceled. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was like shit. Yeah, we know. I mean, what can I do? Right. You know, I'm trying, yep. you know, uh, and I felt like I was coming off a lot of momentum, uh, especially, you know, I was fighting people on, you know, a couple of days notice, a week yeah. notice, whatever. Um, and, uh, you know, not being in there definitely takes its toll. Yeah. So, um, you know, and, and for me to fight somebody that had had a tune-up fight or, you yeah. know, not, yeah. not necessarily, I'm not going to say a tune-up fight. It was a tune-up fight. Yeah, it was a tune-up fight. Yeah, it was a tune-up fight. He had a fight. Went the distance with a guy. Yeah. 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 And, uh, he got to experience know, every was part a, of the fight. It was a hand pick yeah. opponent for him. Here so, I yeah, it was come, a tune-up yeah. you know, 10, 11 months off. Right. You know, I haven't done anything. That layoff, work, that layoff uh, it gets you, man, because you're not in fight uh, mentality. You're not you're not moving like you're in in a fight. You know, it takes a second. Right, but don't don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, Brandon's a good good fighter. Like, right, no slouch. Like, you know, yeah, definitely would have been my stiffest and has been my stiffest competition to right. this date. Um, you know, much credit to him and his right. camp. Yeah. And, and you know, I, like, I, I can't take anything from him. But, that wasn't me. Yeah, right. So I agree, and that's all I'm gonna say about it. And I agree. I, gotta, I, gotta say. I, I watched so, the fight. It wasn't you. It was how soon? How soon are you looking to get back in there? Uh, early next, next year? You ready yeah, to go? Uh, yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. Uh, so you how know, do you? I got, so, I got things approved. You right. know. So it's gonna be kind of be like how the Patriots used to be after they lost the game. You got to come back and you have to blow the guy, the next guy out, because you got to show the world I'm still that guy. That wasn't me. Period. Right. right. So. You know, they didn't, they didn't, nobody got to see right. the, the real guy, you yep. know, the real Don. So I agree. And uh, Ton and I talked about that when they were here too. It's that 
it had to be disappointing for you because you didn't do you. You didn't you didn't get to do what you do and what you know you can do. Um, and it could be for whatever reason, man, but it just, you never got to show yourself. And right. that's, it's not the same as if you went out there and you gave a hundred percent and then he beat yeah. you, you can go, Hey, he was a better man that yeah. night. And you, right. cause you can't accept that because you weren't your best self that. Yeah. And you have more to build off of, off the loss too, because you've done the things you say, okay, this is what I did and it didn't work. But when you didn't do it, you know, it's, it's, you just kind of have to take the loss any, like uh, a, like you have a any lick, thoughts man. On, on, on that. No, man, I understand the, uh, the, the psyche behind it though, too, especially when you're off, when you're, uh, you know, off that many months, you have that many setbacks, it, it plays with your, uh, your, your mindset, like going into something complacency starts to set in complacency can kill. I'm not saying you were like overly complacent or anything like that, but like when you don't warm up, you don't have your warm up routine, things are off a little bit like that it's slow to start, which maybe in practice, you might be like going hard, but like when you're in the competition and you're slow to start, I mean, I've had that myself where, yeah. you know, not until halfway through the fight, you're like, okay, now I feel like something's fucking going on and I'm behind the curve. Right. Right. And that, that's a difficult thing to deal with. And it's a difficult thing to adjust to in a fight and, and something like combat sports, like every loss sucks cause it haunts you, but all fighters that want to be good. Well, I shouldn't say all fighters, but fighters that want to be good. We're all super critical. Right. So like, even when you do a good performance, I'm sure you've come off a good performance. But I should have done that. I should. Oh, dude, you were fucking awesome. Nah, I should have done that. I should have done that. And it's even more daunting right. when you know, I fucking know better than this. I know better than that. I, yeah. I didn't get this. That shit sticks with you. So, th- I mean, you don't look like you took any like serious damage. You, you know, Not really. Take a choke or whatever. You take the hit to the pride, but I know exactly what you mean. You're like, I'm ready to get right back out there and go do that shit again. And that's the only thing it's going yeah. to I think, you know, I, I've had loss like that where you're like, nope, just got to get back on the pony. Yeah, you always yeah. see the quality of the fighter and the the fortitude of a fighter after a loss because everybody wants to be an MMA. Uh, Everybody's an MMA god and an MMA <laughs> goat when they're winning. Yeah. We've all seen the amateur that goes 7-0, and 8-0, oh, and, oh, and then all of a sudden they fight the guy who's training out of a mid-city or a gladiators and they've been only fighting guys that train in their backyard. And then you can hit that stiff competition. You crumble and you go, Oh shit. And you can't look yourself in the mirror. Cause now you know, you're not that guy. So you only have two options. It's either to get better, to evolve, to become more than what you were the last time and keep going towards a drive or it's to back away and truly crumble. And that's the difference maker. It's always the losses that separate the guys that go forward and the guys that stay back. You know, I found that people over the uh, over the years, there's, there's a multitude of things that go into that. So like over the years of being in, in martial arts and mixed martial arts, and I've found that, uh, yes, the, the truly exceptional people, they don't have a quit in them. Right. You know, but then there are other factors to that, right? So like styles make fights. So you see a guy that's on a seven fight win tear, right? And you're like, that dude's fucking unstoppable. He's the next one. Yep. And then he just gets a, an opponent that, his game and just has a different style that, you know, then he, he gets a loss as a result of that. Or maybe like even better example is the guy who's like, gets the, the two second knockout, right. Yeah, yeah. Or gets like a few first round knockouts that are really great. And I mean, everybody's got a puncher's chance yep. flash knockouts happen. That shit happens. And then maybe he loses a fight to a decision, then loses a fight to a knockout or something. Another person yeah. just like him, boom, gets someone a flash. <laughs> and knock. now, and now, now, you're on now the, they're like, oh, this guy's yeah. on. What happened? He's on a fault. No, see it man. All the time. That's the fucking game. That's yep. like saying midway through the first period in basketball, oh, they got fucking four baskets. Now they just came back and got six baskets. Oh, they're out of the game. No, man, the fucking game right. is 
is to score. In an MMA, the game is to finish your opponent, right? Right. And that can come in a multitude of ways. And sometimes fans, non-participants, sometimes even fighters and coaches lose sight of the fact that that's what it is. And we, especially the athlete, the athlete gets in their fucking mind and they're like, oh shit, this happened to me. That happened to me. I know I should have done, but I could do that. And then you start thinking and dwelling on that shit when in reality, I mean, that's kind of just the game you play. And uh, you're right though. The difference is where they shake it off and go, okay, move on to the next one. And yeah. I found in a multitude of combat sports, the ones who compete the most are the ones who bounce back the easiest. Cause they know yeah. like yeah. this weekend's my weekend. Next weekend, it might've been the same, a different, uh, you know, and they really know when they were completely outclassed, yep. right? Uh, you can have a fighter walk out of a match and go, that dude was just better than me. Like, fuck, I'm not there yet. You yeah. know, those are the easiest ones to swallow, honestly. And yeah. sometimes they're the most dominating performances where you just get dominated. And that's hard to swallow as a human, you know, as, 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 an, as a person. And it's just unnatural. Go, Someone's just that that's better than me, right? No, yeah, but that's yeah. easier to swallow. It's the ones like this where you're like, I didn't fucking perform well. I didn't do, and you know, like you yeah. didn't, those are the ones that there, are tough. there's I less agree. to learn from it. The, you know, you know, I agree. Like there's less film to watch. There's yeah. so are you, are you a better said. fighter tonight than you were Bro, that night? So I will say this, like, I don't everybody. So after the fight, you know, I was in the back upset, mad because, you know, I was like, bro, you got choked out. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but I've never been choked out and been choked out hundreds of times, man. Look, Let's man, even even people like like they kind of baffled. They're like, John, like John got choked out. Like, what the hell? Like, no, we can't even choke him out like in class. You know, it's like, but, but you feel like a straight bitch, <laughs> like straight up. And it was like, it was the way that I lost. That, I, I, that, I've been, I've been choked out. I, I know. I know that feels at practice, yeah. dude. Come on. Like, so, uh, no, I got, no, I got man, choked out in the fight. Like, I submitted. Yeah. It, anyway, long story short, everybody that really approached me about the fight was like, dude, like you were the under underdog. Like yeah, a lot of, of people thought you were going to get killed. You know, a lot of people didn't I mean, think you were going to make it out of the first round. X UFC yeah, bantamweight. Look, he fought Zabit yeah. Magomed Sharapov, right. uh, uh, Giga like guys that are at the top ranks of the UFC right now. I mean, that was tough. Well, and that's why it was a good fight for you, you know, because you had everything to gain and little to lose from it. So yeah. it's, you, you I, had I, to I take feel like I, I didn't take advantage of an opportunity. Uh, but what it did show me was that like my striking is there, you know, and um, like all I need to do is just put the other things that I know I'm capable of, yeah. you know, yeah. with that. Uh, but yeah, it's like when when I was able to, you know, hang with with, with Davis and you know, I touched him, you know, he touched me. But, you know, I mean, honestly, I was not phased, really. Um, I should have been moving, period. Yeah. But anyway, long story short, uh it let, it let me know my my striking is there. What was you your know? corner telling you in that fight? Yeah, I, you know, honestly, like I could not hear my corner at all. Like it was so loud. It was, loud, it was yeah. so loud. Yeah. I, could, I couldn't hear him. A lot, a lot of Brandon like, Davis fans because uh, he's yeah. from what, what, there. What yeah. advice did they give you between rounds? Um, you know, it was more or less like, hey, you know, <laughs> quit doing the stuff that <laughs> we told you not to right. do, quit and that you punched. you don't normally do. You know, like move. Uh, yeah. Don't stand in front of him. Yeah, Tom Things told us like it that. was almost like you just wasn't throwing. You would just like he said yeah. you would get in a position. Man, and I was, then not let your hands I go. was tired. Like, I'm yeah. going to be honest. Like, I, was, I had gotten too big. Yeah. Like, I was, I had lost the, the, I was. How much did you come in at that You know day? what? How much did you weigh I was, night? I was more than, uh, the whole time in training camp, I stayed between 50 and 55. You know, that's where I feel comfortable. Yeah. Typically. Um, 
you know, I even feel comfortable around 40, 45, 46, yeah. 47, you know, in those, 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 uh, you know, weights, but it was like, I lost the fast and quickness that I have, that I possessed, right. you know, and it's always this mindset to get as big and as ripped and as bulky, yeah. you know, so you can have the weight and you can be strong and have strength. Right. You know? There's diminishing returns and, dude, to that. It was like, I was so big that like, you know, I'm throwing punches and I'm just like, God, like I feel, I feel so heavy. Yeah. Like, you got, you got more, away from what you normally did. Yeah, it's more mass so, to move and things like that. And then like you said, like you weighed in early that, that, that was a breezed over comment. But yeah. like you said, you start eating a whole bunch of shit. Oh, you didn't man. Have, that makes you, you said y'all weighed in dude, at like 11 a.m. before so, they yeah. weighed, they weighed in before we everybody else. In, yeah, so Marcus, Day, yeah, like Marcus. Before, not a fan of uh, early weigh-ins. I, I I would say not in the sense I that he was. It. Yeah, not in the sense that he was. Um, I'm a fa- I'm a he tremendous was, uh, fan of that way. same day like, weigh-ins. If if no, no, this is the deal. If my dumb ass would have stuck to my yeah, diet, yeah, exactly, you'd have been fine. That, that's been that's fine. what I'm saying. Like, but it was I did over comment. But like, I was like that man, little change like that. Yeah. can make his body start to uh, yeah. start to be lethargic. It's yeah. gonna it's gonna process more. It draws that energy out of him. It's something it's different tired than from what the you cut. normally do. Right, exactly. Giving it more something time what you rest. normally do in, in practice. I'm not a huge fan of big weight cuts anyway yeah. because of the, the rapid change that has on your body. Um, What's the biggest and, weight cut you guys have ever had? Mine was 44 pounds. <sighs> and, and how long? What was the time? Uh, I had I had like two months. That's right, but that's it, it's still oh, that's that was different. a diet. Man. Yeah, that, that's that's a diet. Yeah, <laughs> two months. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's still that's still a huge uh, weight still cut. Alive. That's still. A I'm lot not of money. a huge yeah. fan of weight cuts. I think probably the biggest weight cut I ever had was probably around like. 12, 15 pounds. All right, that's, like that. that's a day that's or two. Mostly man. water weight. It was mostly yeah. weak of yeah. weight cut and just like staying on track. I remember Charlie, John, what about, I remember I don't Charlie like Raider locking me in the, uh, the sauna. Jeez, Christ. At, uh, yeah. At, at French Riviera going, you're not going to die, but yeah. you're going to make weight. Right. It just, he was so much bigger than me. I was just like, and I was so weak. I was just like, uh, I'm just going to lay on the floor. I hope Charlie saves me. <laughs> yeah, man. Pulls and me out if things go real What upset me too was I had done like a lot of stuff right for that camp. You know, I, my training was good. My striking was good. Um, my diet was good. Like yeah. everything was good. You know, I felt good. And then I went and destroyed myself, you know, like. Yeah. It's like you idiot, but you know you live and you learn. So I won't so, do it again. So you would say it was more physical than mental. Oh yeah, was the, definitely. The like I felt great in the fight. You know, I was so happy to fight. Um, I felt like it was like, man, here's your time to shine. You feel like you had you an know? adrenaline dump at all? No, nah, I was just like, I'm telling you, it was just like I wasn't like you know, I was throwing. Like, you're like one, telling your body to do, yeah, but yeah. it wasn't doing. You're like, motherfucker, like, go, and you're like, nope, yeah. Number one, like it takes me a little while to warm up, you know, yeah, no, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And that was my fault. Like I didn't warm up that great. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of you know chilly, whatever. But, that's um, undervalued too. Yeah, yeah. Well, but man, it's man. like that's why I was saying like in you the remember, second you round. Remember like, Robert? Robbie, Robbie Lawler doesn't warm up at all. You know, he fights cold, dude. That that's an exception, an exception, not a standard, right? So like, uh. I would say most people are the best. Like how many, and you guys kind of train, right? First round at sparring, always the toughest round. Second round, you're yeah. sweating. Now you're breathing heavy. You're like, okay, I'm here It's now, just like right? in running. It's the first mile. So when you jump into something, yeah, absolutely. When you jump into a fucking fight like that and you just like, you're like, oh, guess we're warming up now. Dude, it's halfway through the first round before you start going. <sighs> and then you got to yeah. come back down to zero. So you prefer to fight on your second win? I, I would prefer to fight on my second win. Absolutely. So I, that's something I changed in competition too. Like I'll make sure I'll do a lot of warm up okay. prior to get a good sweat going first. In fact, my last competition was in, uh, in Miami. Went to, uh, went to Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, right? And yeah. uh, cool. warmed up. I was so fucking mad because they kept pushing the round time back by like wow. 15 minutes. So I'd like warm up. I got there 
started doing my thing, broke my sweat. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm ready to go. And they're like, all right, your fight just got pushed back 20 minutes. Like, hey, do it again. By the time, then I got, yeah, then I got kind of cold a little bit and I started warming up again. And they're like, yep, got pushed back another 15 minutes. I'm like, you guys are fucking kidding me. It drove me nuts. But I would prefer to fight on my second win because think about in training, right? Like you get three rounds in, then you take a round off. You're exhausted, you're sweaty, but then your heart rate comes back down, right? So what happens like biologically to you, and this is why it makes sense to me and I like it, is you redline, right? When you first warm up, you redline, and then you get a chance to come back down, right? So now you go from one, you know, 160 to 120, right? And uh, you go into the fight at 120, the other guy's starting at that same point. You slowly start peaking again when they redline. Before they can come back down, their body starts to adjust to it. Like biologically, right. that happens to you, right? Okay. So uh, that's why I prefer to, to, to do it on a second right wind. And so like something like that where you're like, fuck, I didn't really warm up that well. If that's something your body's used to, yeah, it makes right. a difference. Then you're, you know, uh, you're processing insulin and things like that and different sugars and whatever the fuck you ate, right? Your body's wasting energy on that. You're a little bit heavier or whatever. So then your body's like, you're like, fuck, I got to move, right. move right on. I think move. that's what happened to Connor the first time he fought at 170. He had no it was clue a huge, his, you could see it. how his body was going to yeah, react. He, he got tired he Nate so and fast. Done, like, and then the he fought round. a high cardio yeah. guy in Nate Diaz. Yeah. I mean, the dude, got no quit. he that's literally just, got tired from hitting Nate Diaz in the face. <laughs> Well, that's the that's old Homer Simpson technique. Yeah. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> Nate's that dude. Like, he'll just stalk you. You remember William? Right. William would just stalk you. He'd just keep coming forward. Yeah. You hit him with everything you got. And he keeps coming forward. And you're like, mentally, that kind of breaks you. You're like, fuck, I just hit this dude with everything. He's not stopping. Right. right? And But then physically, it's like punching a heavy bag that just doesn't sway. You're like, okay, how many yeah. fucking times can I do this before my arms burn out? Right. You know? And uh, yeah, so there's a couple different contributing factors like that. But to answer your question, yeah, I would prefer second wind warm. Like warm up, give yourself time to come back down so that then you start pushing your opponent. Your opponent red line. So now you catch them in the round where they're like, ah, 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 and you're like, all right, cool. I'm here now. I already passed that. I've got when It's like your sprinter's high or your runner's high, right? Where you start fighting and you're like, okay, now I can go for six, seven, eight rounds because I've already passed that, right. that dump, right? All right? So, yeah. So, John, so the fight's over. Tell me about the conversation that Sean Gaten had with you, your head coach, Sean Gaten. What was the conversation like immediately after the fight in the locker room? I know he probably didn't say much, but what did he say? Well, it wasn't much, you know. It was uh, more or less like, you know, Sean's a good coach. Uh, you know, he told me he was proud of me, you know, and, uh, you know, we learned. And that, that was about it, you know. Like, he didn't really say anything, you know, dismal right. or – Mm -hmm. anything that uh you know tell me about the conversation y'all had a few days later about the fight well we really haven't spoke um okay so i haven't spoken yeah it man i like i said like 2020 like really showed his ass <laughs> like i had i had a pretty rough re uh year and yeah. you know uh the week after you know it was thanksgiving so yep. you know right <laughs> a lot of holidays <laughs> i've been and, eating and good breaks. you know yeah <laughs> are you are you back to training full-time yet oh no okay yeah man uh like uh i was like so we don't make that clear there's no bad blood here at all why would there be bad blood yeah oh i'm saying it was just, i was just like wait because you're like well we haven't spoke yet so i'll just make no sure. no no i just no. wanted that we, to be we clear haven't spoke I, I didn't yeah i haven't gone to the gym or i haven't okay. like contacted him i mean what, what i mean don't get me wrong like me and sean are like real yeah. we yeah, friends too you know <laughs> right, so right. it's like we instagram and back and forth you know this and that and the other yeah. but like as far as fighting i think he does going, a great job of separating the friendship yeah. from the coaching ship well a lot of people don't know this but um 
when I first got into MMA, like Sean was my very first coach. Like I wow. knew Sean when he was a purple belt. Oh, oh wow. that's awesome. So you've known him a long time. Yeah. I remember Sean when he was a purple belt. Yeah, a lot of people are like... Was he wrecking, wrecking Sean? Sean was yeah, good. Uh, yeah. that, he, was, he was still fighting back yeah, then. Yeah, Sean was still a fighter, yeah. And, and, right. and much smaller, right? What was yeah. he fighting Yeah, at? he was yeah. much like smaller. Like 85. No, I don't think he was yeah. middleweight, huh? He was 185, he was 185 I thought he was smaller than a 185. I don't know if he ever went to 170, but he definitely fought at 85 for sure. He could have. He wasn't He wasn't a ripped up one. If you weigh in with... If you don't weigh in... and when. I'm sorry. When you weigh in, if you don't have abs, you're in the wrong weight class, unless you're a heavyweight. <laughs> and veins. You, you need to be vascular, and you got to have some abs going, or, yeah, you could probably you, you could have probably yeah, you, done you it a little bit harder. More. Yeah, you could have probably cut some more. If I can't yeah. run no, up to you lens, and, uh, and clean my shirt real quick, you don't have you don't have hard enough abs. That lends to him as a coach, though. I think that's a, that's a problem I've run into in locker rooms over the years, too, just watching people right after the fight. It's a fighter just went through traumatic experience right not, right not like that they're weak-minded or something but just like right. that's the traumatic experience you just went through right yeah. right now he's already processing all kinds of shit last thing the biggest thing i hate is family members rushing fucking locker room give them yeah. some space get the fuck out of their way let them like yeah. process that shit the good Win promotions loss, don't let that happen let nobody do the understands shit. Right, no. but no, then nobody understands as right. a coach too that lends to Sean's experience as a coach Sean's got a lot of experiences coaching has coached a lot of really good fighters and for him as a coach you go Hey man, I'm proud of you. That's it. He knows you're thinking shit. He knows mm -hmm. you're going through it. He's like, I don't need to bombard you with all the shit you should right. have done. Yeah. I've got my cliff notes. We'll yeah. talk about it in a week or two. You're not right. going anywhere. You're coming back. You got to fucking right. unwind, decompress. Sean, yeah, yeah, man. He's definitely one of those guys that like, he lets you come to him. Like he doesn't press you, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's like, you know, he'll be thinking it, but he won't say anything sometimes, you know, unless he like thinks it's okay. Like I got to say something, mm -hmm. but it's like, he would rather you come to him and be like, Hey man, can you help me with this? And he's like, Oh shit. Like they'll yeah. unload on your ass, you know? Right. And then be like, Oh yeah. look. And if you really want to look at this, then, you know, bam. And then, you know, if you, yeah. like, it's like the book will open, but, um, yeah, like we haven't talked. That's just because it's been on me and I've been dealing with a lot of family things and I've been wanting to, you know, hang out with my family because right, I haven't right. been with them the whole year. You know, because training takes up. I mean, you've basically been so. <laughs> in like a nine month training camp. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I have. Back yep. to back to back to yep. back to back. You know, and then, fight and cancel, then when fight you, cancel. And then even when you were in training with your fights, you had several teammates that had fights. So I know you were in, oh, you're yeah. heavily involved in their training. That's camps. right. That's right. Yeah. It's like, honestly, too. That's uh, That's got to be mentally taxing to have to stay at fight weight, to stay at hot at the. I mean, because like you said, you can't go 180 miles an hour the whole the whole race. You got to slow down a little bit. That's taxing yeah. on a body. It wasn't necessarily well. I think at at this age and and now, you know, mentally, like I'm able to cope and deal with a lot of things. But my body was definitely feeling it, you know, because like I'm someone that you know I have a fight camp and I'm like shit. I'm you know I'm gonna take some days off, like you know, and I let everything heal, you know, right. and you know I'm, he's definitely letting things heal tonight, guys. Like don't don't oh, yeah. don't don't buy into That's the right. sob story. That's right. He's, we just yeah. had to order chicken wings for That's him. Right, like it, it's about to go down. And That's right. Yeah, yeah, we're healing up. That's right. He's getting that R and R. Yeah, that's right. And I deserve it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, I appreciate it. But um, yeah, man, my body was uh like definitely like, hey man, you know, like it's time to sit down, like take a toll. You so know? when are you thinking about fighting early next year? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm I mean I'm ready to get back in there now. It's just like uh yeah. I'm just I'm just letting the holidays go by, you know, trying to like hang yeah. out with family, you know, everything's like I say, been really hard. And you know, you know? the the local the local MMA scene really shuts down usually around uh, January, February, March. There's not too many shows on the Gulf Coast in those months. That's because everybody's 
going through debauchery and shit, typically. <laughs> yeah, but they got yeah, canceled yeah. next year. You, so. Well, not in Jefferson Parish. The Jefferson Parish Parish president was yeah. like, I don't care what we're, JBL we're, says. All the, all the parades we're having Jefferson Monty Grow. Right. No, but that, that's kind of that's kind of the, the general yeah. uh, business uh, uh, atmosphere across this area anyways. Yeah, like, so it might change right this after, year. Right yeah. after uh, Christmas, you know, things are kind of slow in January. Uh, Mardi Gras in February and then tax time comes and then boom, everybody gets back to doing shit. So, so. you as a businessman, professor, mm-hmm. are the com- or are the definitely I, I prefer, the exception. I prefer, I prefer professor. Professor? All right. Yeah, I'm a little bit more. All right. All right, professor. <laughs> yeah. You have been like the, uh, the exception to the rule in COVID while everybody else is shutting their doors. Yes. You opened yours. Can you yes. tell us about that? I have uh, the mindset of being default aggressive. Okay. Right? So... Uh, there was about two or three weeks this year. So I, I have a home inspection business and I've been doing martial arts for a long time, uh, about 20 years. And uh, I've always wanted to have a gym and uh, was supposed to open the gym, had plans this year to open around springtime. And uh, as we all know, historically, this spring was shitty. <laughs> yeah. But it was great, man. What are you, what are you talking about? What happened? I mean, like beautiful it, flowers and shit. Yeah, and then, uh, everybody like lost the world their shut down or anything. No, man. But there was about like three months, uh, three weeks, excuse me, where my business kind of slowed down. I was like, okay, what am I going to do? I was like, I'm just going to pivot. Whatever the circumstance is, I'm just going to pivot. I, I, I believe in my life. Uh, perseverance has been one of my creed words throughout life. It's gotten me to where I am now. And uh, my mantra is adapt and overcome. You know, I've spent a lot of time in the military and we always adapt and overcome. Plans don't always work out the way you want them to. You have to adapt yeah. to that situation. It's you like have to chess. Whatever it is. You know, That's right, yeah. you're in a fucked up position, but there is a statistically best move that you can make. It's that's finding that, uh, that right, move. That's right. That, so that's, that's, that's called that, risk management. That's that right? army in you that uh, find a third way. That's right. You have, third risk, you have risk management, right? You have to see what, yeah. your, what your options are and you have to uh, act accordingly, right? So that's, that's leadership. So anyway, uh, I'm supposed to do it in March. It was like, fuck, got to pump the brakes, right? It was never, okay, I'm not going to open the gym. I was like, right. okay. Let's see what the climate is, right? So you start forecasting out months, right? And kind of seeing where things are at. Once kids started to go back to school, I was like, okay, people are going to stop losing their minds soon. We'll come up on a year, vaccines about a year and a half, whatever. So over this next six months, I can use that to build momentum. But at the same time, I had seen businesses in other parts of the region, same type of businesses, contact sport, right? Contact sport is not the thing to get into right now. Right. Most people are like, oh, wear masks and I don't want to get yeah. breathed on. And there's no but, social distancing in contact sports. But that's that's the that's the there isn't uh, the NFL because you can tackle them. But then when you're going to sidelines, well, you got to so, put a mask yeah. on. So that's the thing. <laughs> so that's weird. the uh, that's the story. Right. That's the that's what people are, are getting fed. And that's what right. they believe. And, and listen, right. I believe everybody should take whatever precautions they need to take. Yep. And th- that's that's part of freedom. Right. I, I am. Uh, I am uh, an American. I believe that I'm a military service member. And I believe that that's what's in the constitution we have freedom to do those things so i'm never going to chastise somebody for taking any right. kind of precautions or whatnot but i think the silent majority are people like us that are like okay i understand the risk i'm willing to take that yeah and just like i tell people in the gym like it's hey look, american right let me take this yeah, right 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 like so go you're gonna go to the store wear your mask you go out around other people because you're choosing to do this kind of contact sport take those precautions for your other people for your yep. family the people that you you know that, 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 uh, you know, are not choosing to do the same thing. But anyway, uh, around that time I started recognizing, okay, things are going to go back to normal. So, um, me and my business partner, Zach, uh, Cawthorn, we've been doing martial arts a long time together, doing MMA together, fighting, yeah. jiu-jitsu competitions, all that stuff. It's like brother to me, man. And, uh, I was like, Hey dude, so I'm thinking this is going to clear up. We can either go ahead on this. Right. And like, just go for it. Right. 
we can wait till next year. But I may have a deployment coming up pretty soon. So as a result, you may get me for a year and then I may be out for a year. What are y'all, what do you have at stake as you're waiting? Do you have a lease signed? Are you paying rent on a place or? Dude, dude I've been open a month. I got, you know, dozens of students already. No. And that time. No, at waiting. that point in time. Were you holding had, a lease? At, at that point in time, I'd found a place. Just the idea. Had, had found a place and was like, okay, what are we going to do? We okay. pull so it, so it's still okay. just a gleam in your eye. Right? Yeah. It was like, okay, it, okay we could do nothing. No we expense. Can, I was like, we can do nothing or we can, we can go yeah, for this. Yeah. And he was like, look, dude, I'd rather spend this next year building it up. And if, if we got to deal with that, we'll, we'll figure right. it out. We're kind of, kind of similar that way. Right. And, uh, I was like, all right, cool. Let's, Let's fucking do it. Found a place, went and negotiated the lease. But that's balls right there. You know, and I was like, let's fucking do it. Right. Default Brass aggressive. You, you, and and over the course of the whole thing, I'm like, we're just going to deal with one task at a time. Was the lease right? more favorable now because of COVID? Yes. Less people are out searching. So you got um, a better deal. Not so much in that way, but in the, in the terms of the lease. How right? so? Uh, like, so uh, typically you would go sign a lease for X amount of years, right? A year, two years, something like that. Right. But, um. Uh, I was like, Hey, look, uh, I, I need something in here in case we get something forecasting. Right. I knew this thing that's happening right now where people are like trying to force some sort of mandate back backwards and, and regress. I knew that would be on the horizon at least to some degree. So the landlord was like, look, I won't put that in there, but we'll do month to month. And if you got to shut cool. down for a month, we'll do the thing. I was like, wow. cool. I'll meet you in the middle. That's awesome. So if that comes around, we can put members on hold. We can, you know, put our, right. put our lease on hold and we'll be okay. Awesome. So that was my safety net under there. And we just kind of, from there we're like, okay, we got that negotiated. Start figuring this out one thing at a time, right. you know? And, uh, and so we started doing, uh, August, we started building the place in August. We shot for October. We didn't have a hard date, but we shot for October. We opened in October. We met our date, right? We met our our, our timeline. And uh, right before we started to do everything, I was like, hey, man, you know, we're opening at the slowest time of the year for every business. She so, you know, as a partner, you know, do you want to wait until January? It was around August before we pulled the triggers, our last conversation. I said, hey, look, do you want to pull the trigger in January or do you want to go right now? We might bite the bullet on some money. Right, because it's a slow time. People might might not sign up. All this shit's going on. So you want to you want to pull the trigger, or you want to wait till January? He's like, dude, let's pull the trigger and figure out the lumps right now. I said, good. I'm yeah. on the same. I'd rather iron out the lumps right now, and then January hit the whole new me, new new health, new year, all that yeah. crew, which is historic. And like I said before, I think the silent majority are people that want to get out, but are still cautious, so they're hesitant. Yeah. But there's uh, the last month and some change has proven that. A lot of people want to get out. For the listeners that don't know, what is your business? Give us the name. Uh, Give us the location. uh, Yeah, so my business is the uh, Science of Jiu-Jitsu Academy. It's located in Harvey. um, And uh, we teach Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And uh, so, yeah, uh, that's that's where we are. And uh, that's who we are. And that's where we're at. All right, bro. So probably about three weeks ago, we were supposed to have you on the show. All kind of shit going on. We went out to Miami for a while. Yeah. But like literally the day you were supposed to come, I'm at my neighborhood Winn-Dixie, get some groceries, probably some beer. Yeah. And I see a car in the parking lot. Yeah. And maybe you can identify this car for the listeners who can't see, which is literally everybody. I am passing a phone with a car. It's got a bumper sticker with Professor Marcus's gym logo. Oh yeah! You know, can how, you, how can awesome you, is Jeff? Can you state the car? Stuff. That's I know whose car which, which that client, is. Can Can you give us I a know name? Who, is I it? know whose car that is. That's Vicky's car. That's okay. uh, that's Zach's uh, that's Zach's old lady. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where was this at? This, this is the Winn Dixie, right up the road. Oh, right over here. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's awesome. That was one of the so so cool story. Uh, one of the things we uh, we went into this with. We have a lot of acumen. We both uh, run martial arts academies before. We've been both doing martial arts since we were kids and everything like that. His dad actually owns has owned several martial arts academies. So as far as business goes, that we know that. But uh, he came into this with a cricket, and which is uh, for those of you who don't know, it's like a machine that like prints vinyl and shit like that. Oh, so yeah. you can do. You were talking so about that. We made a lot of these yep. things ourselves and gave out a select few. And, uh, yeah, so that's, that's one of the first ones. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I love it. So, uh, so far we've, uh, yeah, we've, uh, we've been doing pretty good, man. So yeah, had the balls to jump out. I've had a couple people go, man, uh, ballsy time to go out and start a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu Academy. Huh? I was like, yeah, it'll be okay. All I kept telling myself was feel the dreams, right? If you build it, they will come. I've been doing this for years. I know the value of Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. I know the value of martial arts to people's lives. And it's beyond the fighting part. A lot of people just see the combat and they go, oh, combatives. But the, the thing that gets inside of you uh, that you share with other people, that yeah. like camaraderie, the emotional and the fit and the, and the mental benefits that you get from doing this yeah. it, it's just so much deeper than that and that's the real benefit of it so i know the value to society that that so is. i guess the real question i have for you about yeah. the, about the gym is and i told you i was going to ask you this people also don't know that uh the professor is also a fourth degree <laughs> black belt in taekwondo yeah yeah so why is there no striking involved? That seems and like the glove. next linen, and, and a golden gloves champion. My bad, my bad. That's right. That's <laughs> and, important. And, and he fought that's like we right. forgetting that one. And that's gold, proud of that. Don't leave his that golden out, gloves. Bro. He fought that, two that, weight classes up and made his opponent throw in the towel in a championship. <laughs> that was round. right. So, so I'll, I'll make it up for it with, with, hey, with some details. That's right. But there you go. <laughs> a mixed martial artist yourself, it seems like the next yeah. linear step. And he was like a tricking guy. We did like the trick. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm like a real life fucking ninja. Yeah, he's yeah. He's a real he's. He's the. You ever seen that movie with Chris Farley? It was like the Great White Ninja or whatever. No, you know no. what I'm talking about. It's, it's no. Beverly Hills. Bro. Beverly yeah. Hills. Yeah. That's, right. Yeah. that's right. But the prophecy, he was the Great White Ninja. Jesus that's right. Haru. Like, <laughs> no, for real, man. But so, hey, bro, so, so, so why, Farley. why no striking? Is that is that going to be something you're going to add later? That's something can, we're going to add can later. Somebody, so, so can somebody get a private with you with some striking? Absolutely. Yeah, okay, absolutely. Cool. You, uh, I do private lessons. Uh, you got with to add striking, bro. hundred percent. Well, let me tell you. Here's here's the thing. Business model wise. So you asked me about business acumen, right? Right, right. So business model wise. Everybody looks at grappling that has never grappled. And it's a societal um, standard that fighting is, oh, bro, stop fucking hugging, get up and punch, like duke it out like a man, right? Like do that shit, right? Societal uh, standard. However, it's a fallacy for the average citizen. Yeah. Most people like to watch it, but don't want to do it. They don't understand the impact that you have physically when you train striking on a regular. And the reality is that... Uh, uh, most people want to do it. And then after, I don't know, a few classes, unless they're doing like a cardio kickboxing class or something like that, the exception of the society, right? They are the ones that stick it out. The standard of society goes, fuck that. I go to work with a black eye. My neck hurts all the time because I'm getting jabbed in the fucking right. head. My right. ribs hurt. My, like the nobody idea, really don't like the practice. Don't like the practice, yeah. right. I know so, there's a separation but, but, yeah. but grappling like brown guys versus mm -hmm. striking guys. They're like, very different people. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, They are yeah. very different people. Yeah. And it's like, you know, every now and then you get that mix of right. people that like yeah. both yeah. of them. I, he, almost, he, he and I, when we talk <clears throat> to fighters, because we talk to fighters all the that's what we do. I can tell you just by talking to a guy and asking and giving him an interview and just getting to know him a little bit. I can tell you if they're a striker or a grappler. And like he said, they're two different, they're different vastly people. Yeah. people. Every once in a while, you find the guy that has the best of both worlds. Mm -hmm. 
but it's rare. They're the exception. And, yeah. and my thing is, right. I couldn't name five guys like that off the top of my head that was just as amazing in both areas. Yeah. But what you're saying, general society, you can go into a jujitsu class, you leave, you, you show up to work on Monday, your fingers are sore from grabbing geese, you Absolutely. might have a hyperextended elbow, but you're... <laughs> You know what? If you if you have not good coaches, you're, you're not going to get that from Sean. Sean's a good coach. He's going to make sure that he's he's facilitating the room, right? Some coaches they teach, they 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 show a technique. People go do the thing. They walk over, they get on their phone, they bullshit, right? When you have a good coach, the coach is going to going to control the room. They're going to have command and control of the room, and they're going to facilitate the learning with everybody, and they're going to make sure that everybody gets the best and most valuable experience. No right? hyperextended elbows. Yeah, right. I mean, listen, it's combat sport. Accidents happen. If you right. think you're going to go in there and not get a bloody lip and bust it out, look, I've had busted. I've jacked up fingers. Fingers. I've yep. got gorilla fingers right my right now. The other knife. That's what makes it worth it. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's that, that, that kind of comes with the territory, right? Uh, jacked up toes, hurt knee. That, that's it's a combat yeah. sport. You would go play football and you get the same kind of shit. But for the average, it would be worse. Yeah, <laughs> you fractures, TBI, all that stuff. Yeah. Right? Worse joints, worse <laughs> right, knees. Right. But but, but yeah, the average yeah. citizen can go into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. They're going to learn a skill that within a short period of time has a fundamental sequence to it that they can apply right away on the street that'll yeah. be able to folk that'll be able to work for them right yep. it's it's uh it's simple it's elegant and it has a means of finishing a fight that is humane and right safe. i don't have to bludgeon you and it's more safe what did you get more bang, you. what'd you yeah. get more banged up doing jiu-jitsu or strike or taekwondo uh definitely jiu-jitsu okay <laughs> yeah. all right so we're talking striking well, but taekwondo is like let me say and that's because i uh i did a really good job of having head movement and foot oh. movement so like kicks to the the heads like severe kicks to the head were rare okay. kicks to what, the body were where, where do you get hurt more john striking or grappling now, guys, remember, he strikes a ton Lee on a regular basis yeah. as well. That's, that's got to be mentioned. Well, I mean, it's like we don't, we don't, you know, try to hurt each other. Right, right. Yeah, it's the type of sparring. But let me say that, yeah. too. Like you said, Taekwondo. Let me tell you, when I was doing MMA, um, I routinely felt more beat up after sparring, heavy sparring days on oh, yeah. striking. But like I said, I, I'm not making I mean, that. My I mean, neck would hurt. I mean, you know, I mean, I grew, I grew up on bloody, when I was still fighting, it was bloody Sundays at Gladiators. I say, I say wrestling. And those know, wrestling yeah, stuff too. Sucked. Wrestling is yeah. probably where yeah. I, uh, you know, encounter the most injuries. Like what? What kind of but, injuries? Uh, you know, just anything, you know. Uh, sprain this or mm -hmm. you yeah. know a stub this uh, the uh, you know. has anybody ever hit the anal pilata on you oh my god <laughs> no dog oil so, so i would just i was just right. asking because i, I <laughs> listeners at home and it's all the it's all the rage right now yeah. and all the and uh, two guests in studio yeah. we have just, officially just renamed because i know i follow your instagram oh okay <laughs> so but, uh, so nah, for man. professor marcus we've officially you know what? i feel like thomas webb has tried before you know that son of a bitch but, <laughs> it's know, a veteran move he's been around yeah, you know Hashtag i fucking i did a fucking it's shuck and duck you know <laughs> hashtag knuckle deep. real fast yeah yeah so it's the oil check we've yeah, renamed you an anal pilata no, right. yeah that's, <laughs> that's cool hashtag knuckle deep uh, uh, that's sad bro the it's first like, the first knuckle's okay it's the second knuckle no, You're like, yo what the fuck is that right? <laughs> so first See, knuckle's you know good, the rules second it's always first knuckle's an accident uh, second knuckle you did that shit on purpose right first knuckle you did it on purpose it's it's a it's a vet move because Everybody no, knows no, no, you get the no. you get a warning the first time and you broke yeah. the position. No, 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 no. But you're right. I think uh, wrestling, you know, wrestling is, <laughs> wrestling's dangerous. Man. Uh, falling body weight, falling body weight is probably where you get like the largest uh, injuries in combat sports. Yeah, right. It's uncontrolled 
falling body weight. If you have a good like body clinch and you leg hook and you drag the man down, like you're probably not going to hurt him. You know, but if I pick you up and fucking suplex you, you're probably going to fuck up your shoulder, your elbow, your neck. Like you, so yeah, yeah. I would say wrestling, wrestling stuff. Trying to drive you into the ground. So you've you've done, you've done both. Yeah. What's, what's the better feeling? The knockout or choking somebody (laughs) unconscious? Uh man, they're. Different. I know you've done them both. They're, I have, I have. They're different. Nah, knocking out somebody. Knocking out is a special yeah. feeling. Choking out is an empowering feeling. If that makes sense. I got oh, it. Man, Did you I know? Like it. knocking out, you hit somebody and they go to sleep and they just fall and collapse in front of you and you're like, "Fuck yeah, I killed you." <laughs> <laughs> right. But when you choke somebody out, like, you can choose you to like, like be be like um, merciful. If I, if I never let go, you're dead. You can choose to be merciful, but the domination of another human to where you can strangle them and they literally have no control what, over What's it. the merciful like choice? The merciful choice is that go. I let go. Right? <laughs> well, the ref is going to be there and at some no, point, no, 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 keep holding no, no. on. That's right. Beyond, beyond that, like as far as, it, it's, it's a this mental, is going to come a, off on the radio like terrible. Yeah. On audio, people are going to think I'm a psychopath, but I'm saying like the, you know, they say the microphone doesn't lie. He does have the creepiest smile right now. I will tell you that. Seriously, like strangulation, there's a level of control over another human that you get yeah, that you don't that. get in striking. Like, when, when you hit somebody and knock them out, though, like it's, it's a like very a video feeling, game. feeling like, I, yes. I want to knock your ass out, but yeah. I'm just going to say after fucking getting choked the fuck out, I would have rather been knocked the fuck out. Yeah, okay. it was it was it was okay. it was kind of like it's uh, like Kevin Hart. Yeah, says you, don't, you don't right? feel like a like, thing. Like, you uh, wake up. I feel like, like oh, it was like he took the booty or something. You couldn't. Yeah, you couldn't do it. And that's what I'm saying. I felt helpless. Submitting to somebody in the gym and submitting to somebody in a fight is two it's completely different, different things. Yeah, when, you sub- when you're submitting, you're telling the ref, please make the bad man yeah. stop. And no. I've had, and I've been submitted in MMA fights before and it takes something from you. You're like, yeah. that dude just owned me. In That's how this, I know uh, my ass room. wasn't there, period. Because like, not trying to be funny, but like, I probably would have went out on my you shield, honestly. Yeah. Like, I would have like, let I've him done like, that. fucking choke me the fuck out. Like, I've, I've, I've done that. that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, Where you're like, fuck you, I am not yeah, gonna, I'm like, not gonna give you the I'm satisfaction. Not, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm a fighter, you know what I mean? Like, to the end. And it's it's funny you say whatever, that because that because yeah, uh, I dig it. It's funny you say that because Rich Rich No Love Clemente was my head coach forever. He's one of my best friends in the world. He's actually my <laughs> daughter's godfather. I gained the most respect for Rich when he fought Daddy Long Legs and King of the Cage, and went unconscious. Did not tap out to that triangle. Mm. And I've been I've been to UFC fights that he was in. I've seen him fight numerous times. I've seen him completely dominate guys. I've seen UFC heavyweights come to our gym and train, not name any names, and I've seen Rich take them down and maul them. And these are guys that were actively on the roster, and Rich is like, I'll do whatever I want to. I fight at 155. But seeing him just like, I'm not tapping out. I'm just fighting to the end. I gained the most respect for him in that it's, moment. It speaks it's weird. Character. It's yeah. weird, but that's my no. that's my moment to remember. When you do combat sports, you start to learn uh, certain attributes and characteristics that people have, and you start to respect those things, right? And so when you see somebody like that, like warrior mentality, right? That's a warrior mentality. Like, I'm not going to give you the satisfaction of me surrendering to you. You right. are going to take me to my last breath, yeah. right? I'm going to fight tooth and nail. That's, that's a warrior that, that's mentality. That, that King Leonidas. I'm, yeah. Even though I know we're going to die, yeah. as long as we take some of you with us, that's right. We're good. That's right. And when you do when you do combat sports, you 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 have that mentality to some degree. Not every practitioner has it but definitely the competitors have it they're like i'm gonna fight till my last breath i'm gonna go until i die right like oh. and that's that's an admirable thing especially yeah. when you practice you see somebody else do that you go up you go 
you lost, but respect. Because I believe there's a difference between a W As and a, a win, and there's a difference between an L and a loss. Yeah. You can take an L, and then you can lose, right? right? So, like, situation where you go into a fight, person's just way better than you, you get outclassed, you get destroyed, you get submitted, whatever, you lost, Yeah. right? Yeah. You fought, you didn't show up, you fought, you lost by a few points, the referee decision, you took an L, right? There were other contributing factors to that, and vice versa, you know, so, so yeah. So, Marcus, you've been in the in the MMA game for so long, and we said that Friday night we would announce who we have inducted into the Louisiana. Fight Sports Fo- Louisiana Fight Sports mm-hmm. Focus Hall of Fame. And we've talked to numerous sources. We've agreed unanimously to induct this individual into the Hall of Fame, and then it would be disrespectful to introduct introdu- uh, introduce anybody alongside. Introduce, of him. man! God damn it! Introduce anybody <laughs> alongside right. of him as God well. Damn, public school. So for our first inductee ever into the Hall of Fame, it will be no other, none other than Rich No Love Clemente. Yeah. All right, hell yeah! What was your first, nice. Marcus? What was your first experience at Rich? Man, let's see. Uh, and did as, you know as, who he was upon meeting him? So I met Richard uh, at a uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu tournament at like some fucking podunk gym. It was like Rafael put on uh, one of those Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu tournaments. And of course, all the like uh, good guys in the state at the time. Where was it? I want to say it was like Hammond or some Jesus. shit like that, like Ponch Tula or something. It was like way back in the day when he was still doing that in the gym, which I think he still does in the gym somewhere. Maybe it's a nicer gym. Yeah. But yeah, it's like some like rec center right and uh yeah and so rich was there and tim was there and matias was there and uh there were a lot of like just the black belts in the state and so that was the first time i met the dude and i'd seen him like from ufc you know so i didn't i didn't really at the time wasn't bouncing around i was just in in my local gym and whatnot but that's where i met him and uh and since then um uh, I know a few fighters that have come out of there. I know uh, Rich is a super man. I found out Richard's a veteran. Yep. You know, which in, uh, increased my uh, my respect for him. You know, as a service member, and uh, I know he does. He runs a great program. He's a good dad. I like yep. the stuff he puts out for his uh, yeah. his dad advice and for kids and whatnot. If you're I mean, if you're I, if you're, if you're a wrestler on the North Shore and you're not training at Glad- Clemente's Gladiators Academy, you're not trying to go up to the next yeah, level. Yeah. So uh, so I met Rich. I I, uh, I just you know. Was uh was there? I was actually I wasn't competing at the time. I was coaching one of my like teammates, you know, and uh and uh you know he was he was like walking by like going to another gym, I mean going to another ring or whatever. And I was like, hey, you know what's going on? Nice to meet you. He was super nice, right? Yep. Very very accommodating, very down to earth, very friendly. And uh, I mean it was just short. That was my first yep. my first introduction. Rich, it was very short. And uh, so and now so now as the martial artist you are today, what is your impression of Rich? especially what he's done for mixed martial arts in Louisiana. Man, I think that's a great, uh, that's a great first pick. You know, it, there, there's a lot of great first picks. Uh, Louisiana mixed martial arts is um, still relatively small. Right. And it's unfortunate because we have some really great fighters here. Yeah. There's a world-class fighters in world-class experience. And uh, just, just in your gym, right. There's a lot of really great fighters that have come out of there. Sean's yep. done a really great job in that gym and he's done a really great job as a coach of, like uh pushing them on yeah. and letting yeah. go and not you know because sometimes coaches do that they're like no i'm the claim to fame right yeah. he hasn't done that and i think a lot of the fighters in the state you know tim and, and rich have also done that they've pushed their fighters on yeah. to do things and uh even raphael like raphael's got kurt right if like, you especially and it, yeah. it's funny you bring up sean yeah. gayton because if you go linear it's rich clemeni yeah 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 because tim trained with rich got up there yeah gladiators, rich yeah, yeah glad the gladiators family's born uh, then you go Sean Gayton, black belt from Tim, 
onto Man, everybody's city. Everybody, yeah. everybody's everybody, everybody's, everybody's lineage in MMA yeah. links to Rich. Yeah, you know? everybody's linked in some some ways. He's like was, he's was like it, Kevin was Bacon. It, was it him or was it Tim? Who was the first? Seven person? degrees to who's the first Rich person Clemente. to get this, the UFC contract? Was it him? Or Rich. Was it Tim? I don't remember. Rich. Rich was the, was Rich? Rich. Rich was already on the Ultimate Fighter. And yeah, everything. I know. And uh, you know, un untalked about as much as Melvin Gillard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Not as well. We not talk as about him. We just talk about the yeah. time he fought Rich in the UFC. But Melvin, <laughs> Melvin's another one. I think Melvin's uh, out in Colorado now. Huh? I, I think he's been out there for. Man, yeah. But Melvin's another one. Um, you know, it's, that it's came rumored, up in that era. It's that was, rumored right. that Melvin might be going. Things, headlines on, on the big cards for the UFC. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And put putting on, Kenner on the map. You know, put yeah, put us on the map. It's rumored that Melvin's going to bare knuckle. Really? I've heard rumors. Melvin's like forty something. He's dangerous. Bare knuckle's a different sport, man. I guess we got to get you out to a live show. Second knockout. I was like. In a while, but I got to get you yeah. out to the, to a live show, man. You'll have a whole new dude. Wow, when's the yeah December? Let they're going next they're, Friday. December next a week Friday from today. Alexi. Yeah, a week from today. It's uh. Let me see. I know Zach's supposed to go do Worlds, uh, and I know I got a cover Friday as a result of that. So let me see what's uh. I don't know what shows usually it's start it's like, next week. Or the following you better tell the week. kids, hey, we're closing because I'm getting a COVID test. <laughs> None of them are going to listen to this show. You don't have to worry <laughs> no, about no, it. No, 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 That's all right. It's 2020. You can shut my kids that are bitch my down kids are little savages. You what are you talking about? They're going to go in there and they're like, yeah. Oh, they love fighting. Yeah, but uh, I remember my my first when I first started MMA. It was how most people start. It was with a group of guys. One guy knew a little bit of something, and he was our head coach. Mm-hmm. And we were training in somebody's garage that had a boxing gym in Laplace. <laughs> <laughs> my garage stuff was real around here. Like, oh, so in, yeah, in California. It was like in the early '90s they were doing garage stuff. In the in the early 2000s, Louisiana people were doing garage. Like it's yeah. like we're like right behind. Well, that's them. good. Right. Ten years back. That's, yeah, we're, that's we're good ten for years Louisiana. behind them for so, sure. Yeah. So, would, so Renaissance MMA was my oh, very shit, first MMA that. fight. And do you that's know who I, I fought? Start. I fought the highly decorated striker Jeremy Meadows. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, and, and the funny part was How? and the funny part was <laughs> he fights was- at fifty-five. I was fighting at 54, 45. bro. I, I was a small dude, bro. Nah, bro. Oh, oh yeah. Photos. No we Who need did photos. You fight when we were in I don't uh, believe you. Where are the photos the at, sugar man? Mill? Where where we fight? It was like right So I fought of, Zach uh, in the sugar mill. That's who you fought in the sugar mill. I and I that. fought in the boxing ring. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fought I Rico in the uh yeah. at the Hilario Center. The Hilario Center. And that was that when, was a good fight. That was when uh that was, I love the Hilario Center. In the second Center. round, Rico got on top of me and like I just he was just so like he his he wasn't landing punches. But he was just so fucking strong. He felt like a wet blanket on top of him. <laughs> and I was like, try, I kept trying to like do the Kimura sweep and do the Kimura sweep. And I hear Marcus yelling out, zombie. And I'm like, he's like, Nick, fucking zombie. <laughs> and, I, and I remember looking at it at one point going, I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, he, and he literally walked me through it step by step. Yeah, yeah. And it worked. And I swept him, got on top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because uh, I remember, because he, and then like in the third round, he got on top of me for a second. I immediately yelled out, Marcus. And he starts going, <laughs> put your right hand. Yeah. Swept him again, ended up on top. Like, oh, that was. Bro, a- so did you win against Jeremy? Against Jeremy? Jeremy oh no no no! Jeremy got me in a rear naked choke in a second round. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. The funny part was I I was he's like totally his. I was winning the stand up kickboxer. I was winning the stand up. He's gonna throw the Jeremy's dad was my first coach ever. Taught me how to throw my very first. I was winning the stand up, and when went to the ground, he was winning. I thought he would have knocked your ass out. No, I was throwing. You can't hurt this guy, bro. I had a. Look at the size of his fucking head. I was throwing with reckless abandon. (laughs) I'm sure. You got to with Jeremy. 
You can't go in there playing around. There were a few. There were a few guys. He did leave a footprint on my chest. Like he <laughs> when he teed me, I didn't even know what a teep was. I was like, oh shit, a front. I was like, oh, what was that? <laughs> he hit me like three times in a row, and I was like, I have no clue what that is Bruh. or how to stop it. And that was that old so, school American so kickboxing. Then, and like, then so then after that was over, I met J.C. Pennington, and yeah. J.C. Pennington was like, where do you train? I was like, oh, with these dudes in my gym. He goes. Why don't you come to a real dream and come train with us? Yeah. And then the I think that was like that was like a Saturday night. And that Monday, I had walked in the gym and I had no clue it was Rich's gym. Hmm. And Rich turned around and like the season four of the Ultimate Fighter had like just went off. And I saw Rich and I was like, Oh shit, that's, oh, shit, that's that dude. Yeah, yeah. And then like then Kenny Stevens was there. He was on season two of the Ultimate Fighters. Like, these guys are superstars to me. Yeah. And Rich was always the nicest guy, uh, truly cared about his students and his his people uh i mean obviously the guy became one of my best friends in the world he's my like i said he's my my daughter's godfather i mean i have tremendous respect for him not only as a coach not only as a man or as a businessman just who he is i mean he's just a genuinely good guy yeah man i I would agree like i like i said earlier the you know just just you follow him on social media a little bit and you kind of get a taste of who that guy is. But, yeah. You know, he cares about his, cares about his gym, cares about his community, cares about his family, yep. you know, puts him first. And so like that, that aspect, like I said, I don't know him very well personally, but just from that aspect, right. Outside looking in, uh, I mean, that's, that to me is a stand up guy. Yeah. Right. What was your first uh, encounter with Rich, John? Uh, the first time I met Rich, I can't remember exactly. Did you know who, who he was? was? Oh, you yeah. yeah, hell yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you, uh, I mean, you know, I'll be honest, like how I started fighting was watching the ultimate fighter and I'm like, look around. I'm like, babe, I can do that shit. Like straight uh-huh. up. Like I know all I did was play football, but I, I can do that, you know? And then like quickly I learned that I couldn't, but <laughs> whatever, you know, um, First, first encounter with, with Rich was uh, we all went to some seminar that he was having uh, at his place in Slidell. Uh, it was a lot of like, uh, I don't know if they're National Guard or Army yeah. or whatever, but a whole bunch of those guys were there. And, uh, you know, a few MMA guys were invited and we went and, you know, had real training, you know, yes. after they left. And, uh, you know, Rich pretty much sat on my chest and beat the shit out of me the whole time. (laughs) Um, People people, people think, like, people don't realize that Rich fought at 155 pounds. Yeah. And he felt like he was 300 pounds. Yeah. And he's never taken formal jujitsu, ever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And and so even so... That's one of the things Zach would tell me. He would... uh, Because Zach used to go up there several times. We'd go spar with Rich at one point in time. And he was like, dude, he was just like relentless. At the time, he was just a relentless pressure. felt like he never got tired. Crushing all the time. He's like, dude. And listen, that's coming from a dude who... I think has an endless gas tank. Yeah. You know, I know he's tired on the inside, but God damn it. When we train, I'm like, yeah. he's not tired and I'm dog tired. Right. You know? So for Rich. somebody like that, and as soon as he's one of those guys too, as soon as he knows you're tired, yeah. he's, oh, now he's going to fuck bit. with you. Yeah. Now he's yeah. going to fuck with you. Rich like introduced me to real submission ri- wrestling. You know, mm-hmm. like I didn't know what that was really. And, uh, I went to his gym and I'm like, okay, like you got to change the game a little bit. Yeah. You know, and uh, every every time I did go to his gym, it was always very, very good training sessions that uh, push my limits. And uh, you start you know, to realize this guy's forgot more about this shit than I'm ever going to learn. Yeah. Dude, that's a thing. 
And that's why, like, I'm always like, I'm a big fan of Brendan Allen. You know, yeah. like, yeah. that's my dog. You know, another uh, rich, rich Clemente product. Yeah, baby. Hey, look, his ground game, and it, like, he, in my opinion, like, he doesn't use it like he can. No. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, shit, Brendan, just take his ass down and beat the shit out of him. You so, know, and uh, like, I know what he can do. You know, that was that was Rich's style. <laughs> Rich was a ground and pound wrestler. He would submit people. Yeah. But yeah. he he wanted yeah. he took yeah. he took pride in beating you up and then letting you know like he like you said earlier like you want he wanted you to know mm -hmm. he was truly better mm. yeah and he never had eat with pros amateur he never like he would let you work but you were still getting worked yeah, yeah. like by letting you work he means he'd let you get up out that position to snap you right back down to it like all right do it again all right yeah it's that old school style too right like, ground he, and pound he likes somebody's to see guard the... sit there i'll say this i was not a tough person before I met Rich Clement. Yeah, he, he likes but to after, see the soul after, leave your after, eyes. After, you know, after, like, after, after what, what, like <laughs> seven, eight years of every Sunday night have, at being in real life fight club, like, you know, like, if you even wasn't an active fighter, if you were just a guy who we could go, oh, yeah, you go to MMA shows and guys didn't want to fight guys from Gladiators. But you can go to MMA shows and goes, oh, he don't fight, but that guy trains at Gladiators. Instant respect. They're like, oh, shit, he trains there? Yeah. And it carries on until today. Because every Sunday, because every Sunday night, you were getting in eight to ten fights. It was happening. And Rich made Rich would either break you or he would make you a better person. Because Rich, not every Sunday night, he always gave like some talk where he would like impart some knowledge about being a human, being a man. Like you have to be willing to push past. I know I'm gonna lose, but I'm gonna fight. And I mean, he, I, meeting the guy made me a better person. I love that. I love that from coaches that that are going to coach you beyond just the technique, yep. right? I think anybody can teach a technique or teach you like strategy for for fighting or something like that. But like a a coach is going to change you as a person. They're gonna they're gonna like yeah. a, a fight coach, right? Yeah. Um, and even in any kind of sport, they're gonna they're gonna impart like you said some sort of wisdom. They're gonna give you yeah. some sort of mental, some sort of character change that that's gonna change you as a person, help shape the way you you interact with the world, you know? And I think that's a, that's a huge value that a lot of coaches don't bring to the table. They just come out there and they go, Hey, you jab this way. And then you slip and then you hook that way. And then that's that. And they expect you to go out there. And then they're, they're the same ones that have like douchebags that get into some encounter and go, you know where I train, you know who I am. Oh, <clears throat> funniest story in the world. Turds. Mixed martial arts <laughs> definitely changed me big time. You know, we were picking up, we were picking up the cage. Athlete. We were picking up the cage for Rich one time. I think it was me, Rich, and a couple other guys. And we were picking up the cage from Joe Anconas. And one of the guys was out. Some guy was out there and we like offered to help. And Rich was always like, absolutely, you can help. We're loading up the cage and Rich is talking to the guy. And he's like, uh, he's like, so you train, man? He's like, yeah, I train. Got a few fights in. I was actually supposed to be fighting this weekend, but it fell through. And Rich goes, oh, yeah? He's like, yeah, I was going to fight on that show in Slidell, but, you know, they didn't want to come at me with the right offer. So, you know, I had to turn it down. And Rich was like, oh, okay. He's like, what are you training? He goes, oh, I train at Gladiators. I would Rich. And, <laughs> and Rich just keeps asking this guy questions. And, like, the rest of us are, like, looking up, like, looking back down, like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and then the conversation ends. And the guy, and Rich goes, oh, hey, man, what's your name? He goes, oh, I'm so-and-so. He goes, Rich Clemente. And the guy just, like, his, like you see his face just drop, like, yeah, instantly yeah, yeah. terrified like what is about to happen yeah. to me yeah and rich just lets his hand go and smiles turns around gets in the truck just drives off it was like wow. oh my god like and rich just kept like asking the whole time we're working he was just asking him questions dude just had an answer for everything just spouting off spouting <laughs> off it was like man like you train here bro all right because a lot of guys used to claim it same thing happened to power mma a lot mm -hmm. of guys would train 
I mean, would claim the train places. I mean, I know people that claim the train in Mid City. I just and uh, my thing was always. Or you have a friend that goes, oh, my homie trains. He fights. What gyms? He-? And yeah. as a fighter, you know your first question is, what gyms you train out yeah, of? Yeah, yeah, right. And as soon as they say that, I say, what's his name? Because I'm texting somebody. It's like, I bro, I've been in yeah. the game for so long. I know somebody at every single gym. I, like, I'll, I'll find out real quick. I've had people over the years definitely do that. And you go, uh, oh, yeah, you used to train over there? And listen, I, I like legit short-term memory or whatever it may be. Uh, we'll go, I don't know that person. Now, I don't know if I've never met him. Yeah. But when you're at the gym, three, four hours a day, yeah. sometimes two a days, you know, five, six days a week. Because back then, that's what you we You even did. know the regular people. Oh, like yeah. The, you know, the people that are coming in for the cardio kickboxing. You know the, the fitness you know, class. You know the old heads that used yeah. to train way back in the you day because they them. popped in enough times right. by then. Right. And so they go, oh, yeah, I used to train with you guys. And like... The ones where I'm really suspect is where they like know you, and you're like, yeah. That's like good I, to see you. Are you an Insta stalker? Like I have no fucking idea. I don't ever run into those people like at all. How long you been doing this? I mean, you ain't been, been at it that long. Though. I've been from gym to gym. You know, let's yeah. say I had my first amateur fight in twelve. But you're not. But, but you're also kind of oh, int- an, an introverted guy though. Yeah, that's yeah I don't like you don't, don't approach people unless they approach you. Yeah, I kind of stayed to myself, I guess. But yeah, well, Mar- Marcus and I are, are people. People with the life of the party. Oh, well, you know, I've I've also been. They, uh, they referred to me in Spanish as El Partito. Yeah, whatever, bro. Like I'm, I'm social, you know. But it's like I just never, I never find the poses. I guess. Really. Yeah. Hey, listen, it's yeah. a blessing in disguise, bro. Because it's a weird conversation. It's a, like, uh, okay, cool. When did you train? What did you do? What did you say you did? You know, okay, cool. You you know this person, you know that person. You just kind of run down the questions. Like you said, like Rich was doing, you just right. kind of go through these like qualifying questions. <laughs> you know, you're like, okay, well, maybe you really did train there. They know they just qualify. enough. You're like, all right, cool. Well, hey, good had, to see you, man. I've had, I, my always question, yeah. my, my always go to is always, you know, I've been punched in the head a lot, man. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, <laughs> Dude, I, got I used to smoke a lot of weed. Plenty so people. I, you know, I'm just blaming on that. I got plenty of people that I hear at bars and they're like, start talking, you know, saying this and that and the other. And I'm like, okay, this guy has no clue what the fuck he's talking about, period. Absolutely. Yeah. You know oh, I saying? love those. Like that shit, you know, it's, or you like can, we're out at a bar. It's the same thing with guys that used to be in the military. I just yeah. got home oh, yeah, from yeah, deployment. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I love it. The bar thing or the or the thing where you go yeah, watch a fight. Right. So me and my wife would go watch fights. And and uh, yeah. me and my wife, Katrina, she would, she would be sitting there at the bar. Some other dude would be like, oh, he needs to do that. This is how I know we've been doing fighting for so long because she fucking knows fighting right like right. through osmosis so my just, girlfriend's the same exact <laughs> yeah. way yeah dude like she, she'll, she'll be sitting there and the dude's like saying something she's like no nah, he needs to do this you know look at her because she's a chick right she's he's like she, uh no no you don't know what you're talking about right and i'm looking at her i'm like i interject myself into the conversation i'm like no you don't know what you're talking about right? <laughs> she knows exactly yeah. what like, she's saying is right and then just like a few seconds later right yeah. You can see the look on his face change because it happens in the fight. Yeah. And then he's like, uh, it's like, yeah, misogyny, bitch. <laughs> my, she knows more than you. My, my, it, la- it my ladies are the same like, exact way. It's like, you can't sit cage side at the amount of, ca- at the amount yeah, of fights that not she's know in. Something. I mean, I'm a referee yeah. in the state. So, I mean, on a, when it's regular, I'm at least two shows a month. I'm at even more shows now that we're doing the podcast, too. Yeah. But you know, so she's sitting cage side at fights every three weeks. I mean, you're going to learn some shit. One yeah. thing that trips me out about like 
just regular. I, you know, I don't want to like fair, try to like regular fans. Yeah, average yeah, fans. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I don't, they don't train. I don't, I don't they just watch. Be like, that's like that's, that's regular fans, of the fans or regular yeah. people or anything like that. But they, they're they're just are. Like, they are. They are. Oh, fucking athletes! So they have me, it easy. They, no, no, no. Let me tell you this something. and that and the other. And blah, if you blah, train, blah. that's like having a superpower. So right, yeah, right. They are regular. And and at the same time, it's like. You know, get you a blue belt. You're a they, superhero they just, in the street. They society. think they know so so much. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. bro, if you just tried to do this, I've watched twelve Gracie you know breakdowns. I, mean? I know like, exactly what to do. You would you would understand. You know that, <laughs> that it's guy not approached as me at the gas pump. I know what's going down. Right. It's not. Like, it's not. Near they don't know as the, easy the invisible as it thing. Looks right. You know, like a lot of athletes put a lot of mm-hmm. of of effort and grind and and work mm-hmm. you know into to having a big muscles and being fast and quick and athletic right you know and a lot of people just think that it's just god given and know they just oh, go, yeah. yeah lebron james oh they just he just was born with that. They, yeah, don't, no, they, they don't see him in the weight room. Yeah, they see, they, right. they see, see him, the competition. They don't see the training. You know, I mean, they, to be yeah, fair, to be fair, he know. was born with it. I mean, don't get me wrong. The son of a bitch is good. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep it real. Don't you know? get me wrong. He he's didn't have freak, to work too hard. Yeah, he's a freakish athlete. No, right? but honestly. That, shit comes to him naturally. Right. That's what I go back to, you know, like I said earlier. The hours of dedication that you put in the gym. They have no idea. Nick and I talked about it last episode about if you want to train jujitsu, you give it your time, you give it eight to 10 hours a week for 12 years, you're going to be a black belt. It doesn't matter how you were born, yeah. who you were born. If you're that, doing eight to ten hours a week, ten to twelve years, you're a black belt. You're smoking anybody else, right? So it's, oh, yeah. it's not something that it, you're it born takes, with. It's yeah. putting in the you're time. You're gonna mess around it's, and it's a it. character. I think it's more of a character thing than anything. Yeah. But you're absolutely right. They, yeah. they 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 don't see the training. They see the the the, the output, the the the, yeah. the finished product. Do right? you know the statistic on how many people drop out after blue belt? Because I heard like that's the biggest uh, ninety, ninety five percent. I, I would say no. I wouldn't say this. It's that high, bro. Uh, getting a purple belt is hard. Yeah. Like so once you, you reach purple, you're that'd there. be funny. When you, you reach purple, purple belt, right? get, getting a purple so, belt in a legitimate you know, school you, is you even harder. Yeah. Let me tell you something. I was doing my. I got my black belt last year, and I was doing my speech. Congrats. Thanks. Yeah. Where'd you get your black belt from? What, what's your lineage? Uh, so if you go all the way back, it would be like the Gracie Baja lineage. Okay. So like Carlos Gracie Jr. Uh, I got my black belt from Matias Meister. Matias was the, okay. I think, uh, he's got the, the man. Matias the man. He's got, I, 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 he wasn't the first black belt in the state, but, uh, he's got the oldest Brazilian jiu-jitsu academy in the state. Right. Okay. And where's it at? Nola BJJ. Mm-hmm. It's on magazine street. Um, I mean, dozens of black belts. It was definitely like the place to train. And, uh, so yeah, I love Matias. He's such a nice guy. He's a sweetheart, man. And, and he will help everybody. And he's so knowledgeable. And he's been doing jiu-jitsu forever. And uh, so I got my black belt from Matias. But joking about the purple belt thing, right? He uh, he gave me the black belt. I'm doing it. You know, everybody's just black belt speech. Like, what the fuck are you going to say? Well, when I started jiu-jitsu, a purple belt, I was saying, when I started jiu-jitsu around here, you get like a purple belt. Like Brett was like a purple belt, yeah. right? And then like at the time, I think Marco and Matias were brown belts, right? They were like fucking unicorns. And, uh, uh-huh. and at you, the didn't, same, you could, you could name a black belt. You couldn't, I, Wait, Raphael, Ra- like Raphael was the only black talking belt like 10 years ago. Yeah. Easy. 12 years ago. So this yeah. is when people are driving three or four hours just to go train. Like you were going to drive, you, yeah, you we were going to wherever you were going to train. We didn't have, we never had at you Rich's. Did, I started my fucking garage. Until, you know, until like, Tony at, came along much, much later. We didn't even have a geek program. Josh Mancuso came down for a little while. Yeah. But we didn't have a geek program at all. Well, so talking about purple belt, this guy got a purple belt. Guy got his purple belt. Uh, my boy, Gary. My boy Gary got his purple belt same night that I got my black belt and I'm giving a black belt speech and I'm talking about how, uh, you know, how, when I started, 
purple belt was like a god. Like mm-hmm. if you had a purple belt, you'd kick everybody's ass, you know? So right. I, I looked over to him and I said, hey, congratulations, Gary. Apparently now you're a god. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy how it's changed in what, 15 or 20 now years, Now there's right? black belts everywhere. Yeah. I mean, you can go to any gym in the, st- oh, not any gym, but any big, like big city in right. the state. And you're going to find a couple black belts a couple in, good in that academy. A good ones. Yeah. There's some really good black belts in the state. We have guys uh, just last, no, it was the last week or the week before, there was a, a couple guys from different teams in the state. Got promoted, right? That, well, no, 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 not got promoted, but they went to PANS. Yeah. Right? And from the Purple Belt level, I think the Purple Belt was the lowest one. Purple Belt and up, we had people that medaled from this state and medaled at PANS. Yeah. Right? Chris, Some champions. Uh, um, I just wrote an know, article with him. Raphael even went and medaled, man. It was, yeah. I think it was like one of his first competitions about back. Chris, Raphael Elwin. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Chris, Crosby, Chris Crosby medaled as well. Chris just, Crosby medaled. Uh, we, had a, we had a few Purple Belts, but there were people from all the different gyms. So there's some really good jiu-jitsu. We've had people people from Sean Sham go and do uh, UFC Fight Pass, you know, people from NOLA go compete in Worlds. Yeah. Uh, IBGF tournaments. Like I said, I went to Abu Dhabi Grand Prix Pro. Yeah, Chance Bros competed in IBI. Chance competed in EBI. And so, I, you know, I've uh, done Eddie Fight Bravi, to Win. Eddie We've Bravo got a Invitational. bunch of people that have done Fight to Win. And uh, yeah. so, yeah, yeah, man, we have a lot of really good people. One of the things I really hope to do and, and hope to, to try and uh, start at least and foster. Some of those is, are mild. Some of those are hot. <laughs> For those of you who don't Nick know. Nick is talking he's, about, yeah. He's really got <laughs> hot wings. And, and that's yeah. everybody that doesn't know. because yeah. Yeah. They might, There's they only might, four they people who know. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so like I was saying, one of the things <laughs> I hope to hope to do point. with the gym, right, is uh, is is foster that like cross-training yeah. uh, mentality. A lot yeah. of people in the state still have like a tribalism mentality. Really? Like to some degree. Okay. Right? And it's disappointing to me because we have these, like you, we all just mentioned, individual competitors. Individual competitors have gone out and done some big shows. Right. Like, how many of us individual competitors do you think could go out there and do a lot more big shows if we said, hey, uh, you know, I'm going to do EBI. I need to get Chance and I need to get Sheridan and I need to get, you know, all these all these different people that have done these other big shows right, right. to come together and say, hey, can you give me like two, three weeks of fight camp? Even if it's just once a week or twice a week, yeah, you know, yeah. like I think we have a lot of really, really good competitors in Louisiana that we need to look at not Louisiana versus Louisiana. We need to look at Louisiana versus the country, right? I, I and agree. not in that I way, agree. but you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, let's put the our programs tribal, down our tribal here. mentality needs to extend to our state. Yeah, absolutely. Because we do have a lot of really good competitors. Oh, yeah. You know, Tan Lee. Right now, we got Tan, exactly. Tan Lee that. has get, proven that you don't need to go anywhere champion. to win a world title. Absolutely. Yeah. Look, Dustin, Tan. I mean, we've had Daniel. Daniel we've Cormier, had, yeah. yeah, we've had Daniel. We've had Tim. We've had Rich. Tim. There's a lot well, of really. Dan, look, Dan, Macy's Daniel, going Daniel, on to the UFC. Daniel and UFC. Dustin leave. You know, we've got we've got Macy. We've got. Carlos right now is out there with Ryan Hall, training with yep. Ryan Hall. Ryan Hall's in UFC. Carlos Ferrer Santos for absolutely. So we have a lot of really good talent that has come from absolutely. here. The programs that we have do work. Like I, I said earlier, we, used, we, even, we haven't we haven't mentioned uh, Sean's I mean, Kyle, program. Kyle Bradley man. was in the UFC. Yeah. Sean yeah. Jordan. Uh, we've got a Sean lot of Jordan really good talent the, that have come out here. Look, even going back to like Pat Barry, right? Yep. Yeah. Old and, Pat. Pat you know, kicking so through baseball bats. We've been putting out some really good fighters for a long time, but. We stay small-minded, I think, in the community right, right. as a whole when it comes to local competitions. They kind of breed that mentality of like our high-level competitors have to beat their high-level competitors. And, dude, I'd rather go, hey, yeah, we'll compete at the local thing, the local IBGGF yeah. that comes to New Orleans to support the tournament. Yeah. But I've got no problem going to train with my competition. But isn't that the right. business model, though? To, to, you you, you know, want your guys because then you get the customer. Your guy wins. And listen, then you get- at a white, blue, and purple belt level, absolutely, because that's majority of your competitors. 
at the notoriety level for us to make big deals yeah. as coaches and as gyms and as athletes. So the notoriety level is purple and up. As I would say like brown and up, right? Like brown and up, those are going to be your pro level. Go out, do the big thing, make yeah. the big name for themselves, right? Because God's honest truth, when you go at a black belt level, you go train – doesn't matter what the fuck you did at brown belt yeah. or purple belt. Yeah. Yeah. You go to black belt and it's like, okay, well, what did you do at black belt? Yeah. Oh, he was yeah. a purple belt champion. Oh, that, that's real cool. What have you done at black yeah. belt? Right. Nothing. Purple belt right. was like four or fucking five years ago. Right. Nobody gives a shit what you did at purple belt. Right. So it's you, great. So, it's a great so, accolade. So is there a really big difference in the black belt who's it's, a good black belt and yes. the competition black belt? Oh, there is of a course. difference. Yeah, yeah. There is a drastic difference between a hobbyist black belt and a like champion level black belt. You're still like, going to compete. You got your gym going. You're still because absolutely because there's guys that they don't compete anymore. So let me right? tell you it's, something. It's a business decision. I, I right? compete. Because you, no, no. I compete because I like to compete because I'm the kind of person that I want to push myself. I want to continue to grow. Yeah. I'm not going to compete seven, eight times a year. I'm not that dude. Look, I've got, I got a family. I got a business. I got two businesses, right? I have yeah. athletes that I'm trying. My lineage eventually is going to be me coaching athletes, right? Yeah. I want my athletes to go on and be great, but I also. As an individual, I like to push myself to get better. I understand that growth comes yeah. from my pushing myself to be better and, and, yeah. and get outside of my comfort zone, right? I always get better when I have some sort of training camp versus when I'm bullshitting around in the yeah. gym. And that's changed since I started competing at Black Belt is it has really shifted my focus to go, okay, I can't bullshit at all. Any round, every round has to be technical. Okay. Every round, even if it's my right. white belt, I have to be moving with a purpose and the intent of com competition because, uh, my first out, so my first out, I went to uh, Houston IBGGF, and uh, so I'm in the. How long ago was this? That was last year. It was uh, so every rank that I got, but it was purple and above. I was like, okay, I, I had like this. Uh, it's my own bullshit in my own head, right? I was like, okay, I'm not ready for this. I gotta, I gotta work on my guard, and I gotta get these kind of suits. I'm very self-critical. I'm, you know, I'm not a perfectionist, but I, I, I'm self-critical, right? I'm like I get to, so the first like year or two at that rank, I didn't really compete. I was just like, got to shore up my foul of my, my weaknesses. Then I'd go out and I compete the last two years. I'd do pretty good. And then as soon as I started doing pretty good, boom, I get promoted. I get back. Fuck. Yeah. I started, so at black belt, I was like, I'm not doing that shit at black belt again. Like right now I got promoted. I'm going to the very next tournament I can make it to. And I'm going to find out where the fuck I'm at. So I drive out to Houston. We get, we load up like four or five deep in this van. It's my, my buddy, Gary, uh, Zach, um, Gary's son, uh, Yaya. Yaya's brother actually trains over there with you guys. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't remember his name and, uh, and Nariana. And we just, we overnight it to Houston, right? Gary drives all the way. We're like sleeping in the back, you know, laid out in the van. We get there. And I'm like, I'm going to fight this fucking black belt competition. I'm going to find out what's up. I was not nervous. I felt good. Mm -hmm. I went out there and I pulled Pablo Silva. It was the person I wanted to pull. I looked at the bracket. He had a couple of his students in there, but Pablo Silva was in there. For you guys that don't know, Pablo Silva has won at featherweight every fucking major competition in the world. Why did you want him? I want Because I wanted to fight the best dude. Okay. I wanted to know exactly where the fuck I was, right? If I know where I'm at, I got to fight the best dude. And uh, I'm not afraid to lose. So it doesn't matter if you beat him in the first I, round of championship. She's going to beat that guy. I want to fight. I, I just want to fight that dude. I want to know what it's like to fight the best but you're in the a new, world. But you're a new black belt at this point. I don't give a fuck. I've seen new black belts. You should, listen, in your mind, that dude's a fucking dude. He puts his pants on the same way I do. He's trained thousands of hours. He competed right. the same way. But I've got, I've got, I am a fucking black belt too. My professor would not have given me a black belt if he didn't think of I was course. a fucking black belt. Of course. Right? You a man just like he a man. Yep. That's right. Period. And but my curiosity, same thing. my curiosity at the same time, I was like, I want to know where the fuck I'm at. I want to fight that dude. Right. I could have hoped to fight. I could have been that guy and been like, oh, I hope to fight the dude that I can win the first round so I can medal. 
Ah, fuck that shit. I want to fight that fucking badass motherfucker who won Worlds, Master Worlds. He's won Pans. He's won Brazilieros. He's won fucking Japan Nationals. He's Hell won yeah. fucking Euros. He's won. Yeah. This dude's won every fucking tournament. Go Instagram that dude, right? Go check his Instagram, Pablo Silva, and read off his fucking, uh, read off his accolades. That dude's a bomb, right? Yeah. And I was like, okay, I want to fight that dude. So I fight this dude right away. We touch up, and I start waiting for the initial contact. I'm doing mm. the thing. We tie up. And this motherfucker, like fake guard, pulls the ankle pull, uh, uh, ankle yeah, picks, yeah, and like yeah. right away, I, I'm on the ground, and he looks, and he's like, "Okay, that worked. What's he gonna do?" And it's this is all fast, like seconds, right? Fast. And I look at him, like, "Let me start doing my thing." I start setting up grips. This motherfucker's popping my hands off, and it just blows by my guard. Right? I was like, "Holy shit. fucking shit!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, "Holy fucking shit!" A whole new. This level. is a ten minute match. Like we're fucking like, all right, let's do this shit. Like so, we're in the fucking match. Uh, no, maybe it was a six-minute match. I think it was a master round. It was a six-minute match. Anyway, so we're, I'm, I'm in the round. Right away, he's up like fucking five points, right? And then he starts to knee on belly, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, fuck that. I'm going to fight jujitsu. I'm going to fight jujitsu. I'm yeah. not going to play jujitsu. So I bump him. I'm like, I'm going to escape. He pops right back up on the belly. I do it again. He pops back up. I look over the ref. He's like, scores two more. I look over at the scoreboard. I'm like, fuck! You just gave him six more points. <laughs> where, where were you at at this point? What yeah. Was, what was the score you at see, this point? It was, it was just five plus six, right? What's 11, that? 11, 11 no. yeah. And I'm All like, right. I'm like, uh, like, I don't know, two minutes into yeah, the yeah, match. Yeah, top. It's, it's looking 11. bad. I'm like, it's looking bad. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so then I'm like, all right, well, I got to start pulling out my tricks, trying to beat this. So I get out. I got to, I got to improve my position so I can get my guard back and play some. I start doing the thing. Dude takes my back. We spend the rest of the fight with him on my back and I'm hand fighting, right? Denying the choke, denying the choke, yeah. hand fight. And, uh, I'm looking at the clock and I'm just like, man kicks in, right? I'm down to like a minute. I'm like, I cannot finish this fight with this dude on my back. Moral victory. I got to escape his back control. Right. And I've been hand fighting for the better part of like three or four minutes at this point. And I'm like, okay, he's gotten his points. He's not going to score anymore. But I personally, I got to try and get out of this dude's back, back control and uh, calculated risk. I knew as soon as I started trying to escape, he's going to choke me for okay. sure. So what position are you in and what escape are you doing? Back mount. I'm trying to, you know, move my back to the floor. Get so you're going to explode and try to get in his guard. No, 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 no. I'm trying to get my back to the floor, recover some sort of half guard when he remounts, okay. right? That was my, my okay. strategy. I start doing the thing, sinks in a fucking bow and arrow choke, right? <laughs> I start putting my hands in. I knew it was calculated risk. I'm like, I'm going to either get out of here or get choked, but fuck it, I'm going out on my shield. Right? I got to take my shot. Yeah. This fucking dude chokes me. We get up. Look, nobody in the world knows. This is where I go back to I love chokes. Nobody in the fucking world knows, but the lights were getting real dim. <laughs> the fucking timer runs out. The referee does a thing. My hand pops up, and I'm like, I'm good. Thumbs up, yeah. right? Nobody watching the fight knows I was about to go to sleep, but inside my world, I was almost out. Yeah. It says he was, he is the IBJJF black belt world champion, the Pan Ams champion, the three-time Brazilian three national time. champion, the European champion, the two-time Asian champion, and the two-time world master champion. You're a Brazilian champion. You're fucking world champion. So Listen, lastly, because I know right. we're at your time. It was actually 12.05 midnight. Okay. I know you, okay. you got to get yeah, going. Okay. Um, Tell me, I, you guys are a Checkmate affiliate too, correct? No. So you're not. We're but not. I know you guys cha- train with the Checkmate guys a uh, lot. Yeah. So like I said earlier, we train with everybody. Yeah. Right. Right? Like, uh, so I still train and uh, Zach still trains with no BJJ guys. I'm still no BJJ black belt. That's my lineage. That's yep. my professor. It's where I'm, I'm going to come from. I'm proud of that. You know, uh, Zach, Zach is a, a Checkmate athlete. 
for the uh, uh, multitude of reasons that, that he chose to go do that. And uh, that that is what it is. But we're not an affiliate. You have no we're, affiliation yet. We have no affiliation with okay. any gym, right? So we go train uh, on the North Shore. We drive to Baton Rouge. Uh, I know Zach recently just went and sparred with Ton and, and his brother um, because he was going to uh, take a fight. And that got canceled. Yeah. But uh, like we've been in the, the fight game for a long time. We're going to train all over the place. We have connections all over the place. If you want to come train with us, dude, pay the... $20 mat drop-in fee coming. Obviously, if you're Black Belt, you're going to train for free, right? If you're some badass athlete that has something to offer us individually when we train, you're not going to pay $20 mat fee. But I mean, like, we got to keep doors open. But, uh, you know, we want everybody to cross-train because there's, like I said, so many good athletes in the state. Uh, you know, we're looking outward. Let's let's get big accolades, at least uh, big, big stage kind of competition. And uh, and, and let's, let's do that. And as a result, like, it, uh, paying some sort of affiliation doesn't serve us a real benefit right now as a small business. So science of jujitsu, you said striking classes, striking's in the future. In the what about, future. What about an MMA program? That might even be in the future as okay. well. That's going to depend on the climate. Let me tell you, I've been doing striking longer than I've been doing grappling. So taekwondo, boxing, kickboxing, like Muay Thai, right? Um, he's done the same thing. Uh, wrestling, jujitsu, um, sambo. You know, all, all that stuff is stuff that we've been doing uh, for years. So those are those are in there. But even on the other end of that. So I've spent a lot of time in the military. I have a lot of experience with uh, military security. Right. Um, and and things like situational awareness, risk management, teaching people like active shooter response, how to deal with combat that way. Right. Then there's also like the psychological things. I've gone through uh, suicide prevention classes, being able to mentor people. So there's a lot more to the community that we want to offer down the road. Like awesome. I said, we've been open for like a month, dude, but there are going to be things to help people in a multitude of ways. Awesome. Science and Jiu-Jitsu is the catalyst by which we're going to be able to do that. So we're talking potential uh, partnerships with law enforcement agencies. Absolutely. So uh, that's one of the things I'm trying to work on right now is uh, connections that I have with uh, law enforcement. Actually, uh, uh, sometime early next year, I just got off the uh, phone yesterday with uh, an organization called um, uh, Warriors Next Adventure. And they're they're doing a documentary on how Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu uh, can directly help veterans with their PTSD. Right. And, uh, so they're doing a tour and a documentary that they're going to be doing associated with that. And, uh, talk to the guy, Nick, uh, who's doing it. And, uh, Nick was like, Hey man, I, I know your story. I'd love to, uh, have you do an interview in the documentary. We'll come to the gym. We'll do an open mat. We'll get some veterans in there. You know, as a veteran, I think that, uh, what Brazilian Jiu Jitsu brings to that community is huge. The camaraderie that you get, one of the most difficult things that veterans go through uh, when they leave service is uh, like depression, right? You go yeah, from having tight knit unit, you go from these circumstances that, that people have never gone through uh, and yeah. that you can only share with them. To you back to that. normal. It's yeah, a, to it's normal. A switch that you can't talk to anybody. Man. Very difficult. I'll tell to... you, dude, I came back from deployment in 2014. I was in deployed, uh, deployed in Afghanistan in 2013. I came back in 2014. Uh, and we were doing um, uh, presence patrols, convoy, escort, that yeah, kind of thing, Jesus retrograding bases. Yeah. I went through two different fob attacks where we had men on the ground. Uh, VBID blew the front gate. They tunneled under another one and uh, blew Hesco barrier with HME and had dudes on the fucking fob. We were like legit fighting these dudes, ground, face yeah. to face, like doing the thing, right? Fob, RPG, forward operating base. Forward operating base yeah. is what it's called. It's a fob. Yeah. And so I went through two of those. 
And, uh, you know, you come back, you don't get to talk to anybody about that shit. There's nobody gets it right. They go, Oh, my Monday traffic is so difficult. Like, shut the fuck yeah. up. You don't know what difficult Man, that's it why is. it's so hard for the you adjustment know? because nobody can relate. Nobody can relate, you know, anything. and there are a few things that I've found that have something similar to that, right? Where the stakes are high, you're in close contact, you're semi isolated, right? And you have to rely on the people in which you spend most of your time with to survive. And those other things are uh, platform workers, right? Oil field, kind of that kind of job. Okay. Convicts go through the same thing. And Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu people have that same thing, right? So, it, you're, it's because of our close contact all the time. Immediately, you're going okay. through struggle together. You share the same kind of struggle. Uh, you, you're spending majority of your life together that way, right? You, so you're going through difficulty. You have the, the close contact and you start developing these bonds with people and that mm -hmm. camaraderie. Now, it's not all the same situation, but by developing that camaraderie with those people, you connect to them and that gives you, it's almost like therapy, man. So science of jujitsu, you said you're working out partnerships with law enforcement. There's also going to be something with veterans who are returning. Absolutely. Helping them uh, reacclimate to civilian yeah, absolutely. lifestyle. Absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, man. It's 100% it's true what you said, because I can't tell you, like, every single one of my best friends, mm -hmm. I punched in the face. Yeah. I mean, we've known each other it's for a long time. It's a different bonding. We've known each other for a long time, and we yeah. punched each other in yeah, the absolutely. face. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's just, it, it's a different type of mentality when you're going to physically assault the same person yeah. for years and years and years. But let me tell you something, man. Beyond that, like... There's so much in martial arts. Martial arts have made me who I am today, right? Like, so I've right. been martial, doing martial arts since I was a kid. My dad wasn't around. I had a single mom. She was alcoholic. She had her own problems. You know, she wasn't a great parent. I, I moved out when I was like 16, couch surfed for a while, didn't have... You know, the mentors I had were in martial arts. Right. You know what I'm saying? My concept of what a good man was came from the people that I looked at in martial arts. My martial arts instructors at the time, I'd go to tournaments, I'd meet people from out of state, I'd go, ooh, that's a good... You look at these different characteristics. The lessons you learn in martial arts, you can impart directly to your life. You can choose to be a victim in your circumstances or you can choose to rise above them. You can choose to change as a result of that. The lessons I learned in martial arts is what drove me to where I am today, right? They made me the person yeah. I am. And so with, with science jiu-jitsu, I want to be able to do that to my community. There's, there's so much more that martial arts can provide people beyond punching and kicking, choking, throwing that right. they, you know beyond fighting it it does affect your life in a different way yeah. like you said change your life right yeah change your life you don't, right? you don't hear it's stories just, from you don't hear stories that you don't go hear the opposite. that so no. much but that's no. the thing that the everyday person the guy that goes and does you never IT hear anybody work, say mma ruined my life no man they're like yeah. it improved my life you only hear it yeah. improved and so you have the you have the it hear. worker who goes to the mundane job doesn't have anything for themselves they 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 don't have a tribe, man. They got work. They got their family. Yeah, that's different. Mm. But they don't have their their tribe. Yeah. You have the the single mom that or, or whatever, maybe the married mom that's you know dealing with work and the kids and the thing all the time. And they don't have anything that challenges them. They don't have anything that ties them to their community. They go and they start doing Brazilian jiu jitsu within Sometimes a couple of years. It's badass. just nice to choke somebody. It's <laughs> physicality. Yeah. That is it nice is too, man. Is, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, There's a multitude of reasons yeah. to it. I'm not going it, yeah. to Joe Rogan MMA like. I can say that I was a straight up athlete, you know, um, I couldn't fight at all, period. And I remember a lot of other martial artists would say, you know, man, you're not a martial artist. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, you're, you're, an, you're an athlete, you know, and yeah, I, yeah. I didn't understand in the beginning. Yeah. You know, like, what do they mean? You know, I'm not a martial artist. Right. You know, I would take these long breaks. You know, I hate to say it, but a lot of the times I was more athletic than most of the, the mm -hmm. people I dealt with yep. and most of the people I trained with. They had to keep on it week after week, day yeah. after day. Yeah. I could take off 
come back and couple yeah. weeks, still do, yeah. yeah, you know, month come back, still be right there. Yeah. You know, I feel like that frustrated a lot of people. Like, oh, he doesn't have to work as hard. Yeah. I, you know, and I'm sorry, you know, human nature is, you know, you <laughs> take advantage of what you can. Right. It's like, I know, you know, I'm an athlete. Oh, I can run fast. I'm quicker. This and that and the other. I don't have to train, you know. Finally, I remember Webb telling me one day, he said, and this was my amateur career too. You know, I had a lot of How setbacks. How long ago was this? Uh, I don't know. 2012? Three or four years ago. Yeah. So I had a lot of uh, issues getting fights. You know, people, they would say, yeah, I'll fight him, whatever. And then they wouldn't show up, you know. Uh, <laughs> Amateurs like that. That shit man. happened a lot. So flat. Professionals like that too. Yeah, yeah apparently. I, I didn't I didn't that's realize that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Webb told me, you know, he said, look, man. He said, every time you start peaking, you quit. Yes. And and for some reason that stuck with me one day, and I said, "You son of a bitch!" You know, and that's, that's one clever. thing I can't, I can't stand for people to tell me that's I can't awesome. do something. That's a little fire, you know. Right. Yeah, and it pissed me off. And I said, "You know what, son of a bitch, I'm gonna figure out how I can do this." Mm-hmm. You know, because like things are, you know, when you grow, you come up, you know, it's like I mean, you got to figure your way out out in life. You yeah, know, you got to figure out things that work for you and how you can do things, you know, and what works best for you, you know, and I'm somebody that I get, you know, tired of things fast, you know, right. like, man, it's like, man, I'm tired of doing this. Like I've been doing it for a week, You're bright <laughs> you know, and like yeah. I'm tired of this, you know, so I had to figure out something that motivates me, you know, and keeps me going and grinding. And, uh, you know, I definitely like being the best, you know, and, uh, anyway, he said that one day and, you know, I said, you know, I'm going to really learn because I, you know, one thing I could tell you and you can probably, you know, attest to this is, you know, in jujitsu is those couple months off, I'm going to forget how to do that triangle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to forget to shoot my hips up. Yeah. You know, I'm going to forget details, little timing, this little yeah. small little detail mm-hmm. that you taught me. You know what I mean? But if I keep that, you know, consistent mm-hmm. grind and going to a jujitsu class at least twice a week yep. or something like that, yep. you know, and I'm I'm consistent, you know, even if there's a day I don't want to go, I'm just like, man, screw it. Take your ass there. Yeah. Do your three rounds or however many rounds you're going to do and leave. You know, bam, it is what it is. And I get there. I learn. I roll. I leave the class feeling much better than I did before right. I Absolutely. got there. Yeah. All the time, every time. Every it time. never fails. I've never gone. Never, never fails. Even the day when I get my ass kicked. Every, every I've day. Never, it, when, I'm, when I go in and I'm the nail, right? Yeah. And everybody mm-hmm. just fucking destroys me. I've never left a workout session and been like, God, I'm fucking mad I came yeah. here. Never. Never. Even when I get my ass kicked, I go... Okay, I gotta work on this. I gotta work. Man, think, I really fucked that up. You think there's some but, chemical thing going on there, though, right? With exercise, your endorphins are releasing. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I, I feel different if I don't work out. Yeah, you know? I do. Like, I, I definitely there is some type of uh, extra anxiety, extra like moods. You hit the, you know, you depression hit the nail on the head. Yeah, or something like that. Absolutely. You know, if I don't work out, there's a mental change there yeah. too, right? Man, so, I'm like angry. The, uh, <laughs> but no, yep. it's because you start to get like uh, inundated with thoughts. Right. Say you go once a week, all week long, you're going to deal with job, family, kids, whatever the fuck it is. Your head's going to get full of shit. When you go in, you start training, whether it be strikes, this, this, this can kind of work for, for kickboxing too, and striking too. Uh, but you can't focus on shit else. If you're focused on 
the bullshit that happened in the parking lot earlier today, and this dude's trying to choke you out, and you're not in the zone, you're not in the moment, and okay. you don't learn to clear. It's like the opposite of meditation. So, so it's what like you're active meditation. Oh, so what you're saying is because you need to use so much of your cognitive process, it forces mm-hmm. all of the other you, bullshit you clear out. Clear your mind. That's right. It's okay. like active meditation. Because when you meditate, you can kind of do that too, right? That's that's the theory behind it is that you can empty your cup, right? Well, you're forced to empty your cup. Yeah. When you're fighting that person, because if I don't, that man's going to choke me the, sh- the fuck out. Right. Like he's going to break my arm. He's not going to break my arm, but you know what I'm saying? He's yeah. going to put me in a hold and I can't do anything about it. I'm going to lose. Right. So I have to be forced to think yeah. about it. Then when you leave empty cup, right. And you're exhausted. Your endorphins have kicked in your body. sore. you've used your body. Yeah. We are not sedentary creatures. Holistic creatures. You get the mental and everything. physical part. You get I try to relate it to like something everybody can probably, you know, uh, relate to is you were in a bad breakup you you know this girl and this guy destroyed you and that's all you could think about mm-hmm. the whole day all day you're upset you're sad what was his name <laughs> don't worry about that it's 2020 it's 2020, it's 2020. It's 2020. <laughs> you've been listening to the podcast hey man i didn't listen. say anything bad I i'm just, not gonna assume i was just you know, i was not gonna assume i was drawn in by his story hey, listen here you don't worry about it what his name is you might be you know <laughs> Some shit. That's, that's my right. shit. That's his shit. Son that's right. Bitch. Anyway, you take your ass to you know Mark's class, and you know Fucking that shit goes away, bro. Between him and his anal plot, uh, hey, bro, look, that's right. We not go. That's another. That's for another podcast. <laughs> after hours, fight sport focused podcast. After hours, they asked, we asked him when he first hey, got like, here. It was like, what submission do you see, get the most actually, off? And he was like, anal pilata. I was trying to be serious, you know. I was I was deep in thought. No, 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 Let it finish. Talk about ass and shit. You know? God damn it! <laughs> going through a breakup, you can't get through that shit. You're focused on it all no, the time. Seriously though, you know, it's like you know, you take your ass to the gym and like, bam, it's like, you know. When somebody's trying hours, to damage you, you yeah, can't. Hours, your mind can't like, be somewhere else. You're not worried about it, and it, it feels good to for your body. Yeah, yeah. you know to release that. You yeah. know, you, and to you not think about it's it. It's a mental yeah. break, right? That, that's yeah. the most important thing. Well, you know, it's something about too. It's like. You know when you've been a bad son of a bitch yeah, when you was a little kid and your mama whoop your ass. You never slept you, so yep. good. You get that heart cry. I'm trying to tell you, and it's like, man, damn, like you start thinking about all this shit. It's like, man, oh, like I shouldn't have been a little bitch this whole time. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Come to and Jesus it's like, moment. it's like, yeah, like yeah. seriously, you have like a come to Jesus moment with yourself. And like nobody has to tell you anything. It's like that's what like jujitsu, like working out. Like, bro, I'm telling you, man, a lot of people should, should it, really it invest. We have a lot yeah. of mental health issues in America, but one yeah. of the things that people don't have is some kind of hobby, some sort of outlet like that. There's a lot of things that do it, but yeah. I don't think anything does it like this because it's mentally taxing. It's physically, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a physically taxing. It's, you know, it's ever changing. It's right. a pursuit of perfection that you even, never even the people that do like the cardio kickboxing, yeah, like yeah. I'm telling you, man, they it's get like, something, out of it's too, something yeah. about sweating mm-hmm. and Big like time. expending yeah. and pushing yourself to those limits, you know, those yeah. mental barriers that you have like, man, it's, I want to quit. Oh, but I'm not. Just get out and do something, man, for Christ's right, sake. Yeah. Get off the couch and do something. So who do you think it's will because win? Because we're not meant to be lazy sacks of <laughs> shit. So who do you think will win in a fight? Jason Moa or Chris Evans? Oh, Captain America or fucking Who the fuck Aquaman? is Chris Evans? You don't know who Chris Evans is? No, I know the other guy. Captain America. Uh, also the Human Torch. Uh, he is the Human Torch. Also the fucking dude Bruh, with the so split whipped cream and the know. cherries on his shit. All I'm going to say is Human Torch is way cooler Varsity than all blues. of those asses. I, 
So who do you think wins in a fight, Chris Evans or Jason Momoa? I think Chris. I think Chris Evans. If, gets if it's it, human torch, then yes. He's got I'm a lot of muscle. I think he's got a lot of drive behind I that. I thought I face. saw Jason Momoa in a gi. I don't think I've ever seen I Jason seen Momoa. The Aquaman, I've seen him know. throwing he's axes serious. off ancient really, motorcycles. I, I have seen inside. him throwing axes. Jason Momoa, jujitsu. For the listeners at home, we've got a Siri situation going on here. So he goes with the jujitsu guy. Jujitsu. Check it out. And there yeah, he's going with the jujitsu guy. Does Chris Evans get Fuck to use yeah. the shield? And Jason Momoa is like, are there like different weight house. classes? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, you, I'm pretty sure that. I think they're both heavyweight. Yeah, he does. Look, boom, right nah, there. Yeah. No way. I Jason think Chris Momoa Evans, trains jujitsu. Here's the question: and he's built like a house. He's fucking Chris, Chris Evans. Up. Professor Marcus bigger than Captain versus America. Jason Momoa. No, Chris, Chris Evans is like six <laughs> two. Jason like Momoa's a white belt. I will choke the fuck yeah, out right. of him. Jason like, Momoa, if you're listening, <laughs> challenge accepted. He's we'll smaller, do it on bro, the Fight like, Sport podcast live with a camera. I will move choke the furniture. Out Jason Momoa. Move the furniture. Move the like house If he's got any like association with Captain America, I'm out. Can you if you human fight, torch? I'll deal with fight, him on that. If you could fight anybody in the history of that the world, that was in jujitsu times, by the way. That's who would you good. fight in the history of in the, the world? History of the world. Who would oh, you fuck, fight? bro. Like Betty I'm White. Keep it, like hold on, Betty White. Today, <laughs> today <laughs> or like back any, then, anybody, bro. Anybody. Like Damn, honestly, I would like you know try to grow. I'm, I'll make it easier. If like you could a, fight any politician, who would you fight? No, nah, oh, bro. Like, let Hillary me, Clinton. Hold on. I Hillary was about Clinton. To... All right. No, nah, nah. I'm narrowing it down <laughs> for you. Which fuck, politician man? would you fight? Teddy Roosevelt. He's, he he <laughs> was going jujitsu in the Oval Office. Teddy's cool. He's a, he's an OG. He, that you can't fight. OG. But it would be a I worthy like, opponent. I don't you know. Like, I, I, I want to fight Hillary somebody that, like, you know, I'd fight Mitch Landrew. Would make me like. I want to fight Mitch Landrew. Mitch Landrew. I'd fight Mitch Landrew. Come on, man. What about JBE? I'm taking Moon. His father. Oh shit! That's also like Richard Nixon or some shit. Because like everybody was mad at him and shit. You know. Oh, you can fight. I think you. I think you knock out with Nixon out like first round. I mean, hell yeah, better. Richard Nixon, Nixon now or in his I'm prime? I'm not a crook. Now or in his prime? <laughs> That's right. any goddamn time. Why Nixon? <laughs> he said, he's like, I got caught cheating. He Y'all said everybody, but like, yeah, everybody, everybody like, was, was like, oh, he's so evil. He's this. So like, if I whoop his ass, I'll be like American hero. Everybody love me, you know? That's right. Bam. I need to know now. Now I'm or stuck. in his prime. Chris Evans fought. Hey, when, fuck that. When are we meet his teams? ass anytime. See, that, I have no idea. Prime or now. And Shit. Chris Evans is not a small guy whatsoever. I don't know. He no. looks small. They both He said Chris jiu-jitsu. Evans also changed jujitsu. I don't know. He looks small. See, Hollywood trained jujitsu. He's jiu-jitsu. not small. He, he, oh, he compared to Aquaman. What, 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 so I think Jason Momoa is like 6'5", 6'6". That's a fucking big motherfucker. Chris Evans is like 6'2". That's like a whole other body I think the perfect like athlete size for anybody is between 180 and 200 and about six foot. If you're like, about that size, that's, that's, you a, can that's, do that's, almost, the, Michael, that's the Michael bro, J. White size. You can so do like, almost no, no, any no. athletic endeavor. So, like, this is a deal, you know, and I always, like, I look at like, NFL I'm players because I feel like, I'm sorry, NFL players are the best athletes in the world, period. I think professional uh, wrestlers are the best no, athletes fuck, in the world. Fuck are that. Serious? <laughs> professional wrestlers bro, have like, to do If I had, like, a stretch arm strong hand, I would, like, stretch over there and slap the shit out your head. Just listen to me. Are you serious? No, fuck You have legs. You have legs. You can move. Just listen to me. Professional wrestlers have to do insanely acrobatic moves. Are you to be, let me finish. I don't know have about to be insanely. Insane. Yes, they do. It's acrobatic. If you're, if you're a 300-pound man, that's a strong modifier. That's a strong that's modifier. There's no, there's so no, you mean to tell me they have to, they have to flip Roman constantly, and there's no off-season. If, no. If, a, there's if, never a wrestler, an if a wrestler could no. do the shit that an NFL player could, they would be playing NFL ball, period. Yeah. Making $20 million a year. Making so. $20 million yeah. a year. Do you like, think these WWE guys are broke? I can't. No. I'm not saying they broke, but they're not fucking athletes like an NFL player. Who's the highest paid Who's the highest paid person in the world? Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who was what? 
a wrestler. He was yeah, also but he's also player. like an actor too. No, no, no. Like, he's until you get to different. the NFL, he you're does not a everything. Like he's so like, like a fucking jack of black belt doesn't count. Right, exactly. <laughs> and when you talk about football players, I don't want to hear about the high school star, or the college oh, player. We're talking about unless you're an unless you're an NFL yeah. star, I, I don't want to hear. I'm talking. I, I don't know, uh, bro, Not even a not even a star, bro. I, like the average NFL player, bro, is like way more athletic than yeah. a WWE superstar. Or you whatever. talk about strength, I, I explosive, strength, I, explosiveness, I'd speed, have to agree, I'd everything. Agree. We'd have to define like athleticism if you, if you, first. If you right. put yeah, that NFL subjective. player and like say like okay, let's do WWE shit. Like they gonna do it. Okay. So 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 the time, actual there's actually better. proof against that because do you there's remember not proof? Um, do you remember? Do you remember the show Tough Enough? I'm done, bro. Like I'm not. Do you remember the show Tough Enough? Hey, look, the show Tough show. Enough. They had they this had is reality, bro. This, on what the show Tough earlier? Enough. About reality, what we're we talking about reality. Oh shit! On hey, the look. show Tough Enough, oh, they people had have that. oh yeah yeah. Did you see? Did you see the shit that like? I'm just uh, two people. Fuck, and I'll rest my case. Yeah. Tyreek Hill. Okay, did you see the fucking catches that he made? Freak. Yeah. Like, he's are you freak. serious? You see how fucking fast saying, that son of a bitch was running? Say he's this. Not okay, could you? DK Metcalf. Are you serious? Like, this son of a bitch is like six four, run a goddamn four three. Are you serious? Let's let's say Are you this. serious, bro? Come on, get out of here. Skill, skill aside, we had we had to define athleticism. I'm done. No, no, because no. you've had wrestlers yeah. appear on the reality. I mean, ex NFL players appear on the reality show Tough Enough, and they don't make it. So, I mean, you'd have to define athleticism. Okay, Number one, you'd have to define out. athleticism. How no, many 300-pound no, no, NFL linemen are backflipping through the Look, air 20 this is the deal. It doesn't happen. Who, who can they that's get to skill. come on a show, bro? That, that doesn't have like, anything to do with athleticism. Can we get, we get that's somebody, like even a guy that's on a practice squad not going to be like able to come. I mean, they're making good money. They are. They make Let's great So they're not going to go to some little show and make like, what, 10000 No, no. I mean, come on, bro. The WWE guys make, the WWE guys are millionaires. No, take your average professional wrestler your average professional wrestler you take your average nfl player you both put him in american ninja warrior you gotta wake him up <laughs> american ninja warrior right which one's gonna perform better the nfl the average nfl athlete or this motherfucker's like out cold sleep the average nfl athlete we have a guest or a pro wrestler sleeping on the couch I just started to snore a little bit it's caught on the microphone like hey I'm just saying, uh, take either one of those and put them in the fucking uh, American Ninja Warrior. We'll decide. Because catching and throwing, that's hey, a skill. Okay, Backflipping, that's a skill. Those are skills. How do you like, think the average NFL I mean, guy would do in like a Ninja Warrior? Ninja right. Warrior, right. that's a different thing. That's but like, that's like overall it's athleticism. athleticism. Okay, you it's call, like, you that's like climb, taking Dave jump, Hardy. Balance. To put run. it in the MMA, like you got to run. Yeah, you've got to yeah, you run, like jump, different. climb, balance. So that's why I said we had to define athleticism. If I can get like a rock climber. And put his ass in American Ninja Warrior, then yeah, I'll go they with fail him. a lot. I don't think a rock climber's won yet. Shit, it's overall. I bet you, I bet so you I can find this is someone. why I say this is why I say it. athleticism would be your natural movements. Let's define yeah. athleticism as the ability. Okay, to, well, let's uh, like like I'm lift. like land sports. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> well, that well, you can't <laughs> say football. So, 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 talk about a guy jo like, jumping around. You it's know, like if you take like, if you take rings and shit. If you take NFL players and put them on and have them run up and down and play an NBA game, they're not going to be able to do that's it. Not, that's a skill. It's a different. It's a different. You I have mean, to define yeah, athleticism. That's a skill. I would but, say athleticism is your ability to run, jump, climb, lift. Uh, push, pull, right? Those are your primary functions as a human. Right. You've got to be uh, competent and excel in all six of those areas. Those I, still, I still think that uh, a wrestler like WWE is like still like lower on the totem pole. Like if you look at like guys like Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins works out with like guys who win the CrossFit games and competes. Like what about the CrossFit games? Like if you put if you put like, an NFL player in a CrossFit all, all game I'm situation, is like why why aren't they playing like a professional sport then? 
You know, like th- that might those be the better. Passion. Those are that skills, might be, bro. It like, might be. Like, it's just like let's you. face it. Every everybody, if they could make it, they would be playing that. You know, they would. They well, would. That's be, what makes that's that's a subject. If all of us. Yeah. We're good enough to play like in that's the like NFL. saying LeBron. Play that's like saying NFL. LeBron James um, is good enough to play in the NBA. We would be playing in NBA basketball right now. I, I right. would like, say I would say yes and no. Or they excel to the stop of their the career. Variable. I mean, they don't right, get it wrong. Like yes, yeah, like not that, every, that's the very not a hundred percent. But yeah, you know that's what, what makes saying? them the but exception, like, not the yeah. standard. If you look at guys like Bobby Lashley, who was an MMA standout, and said, "Nah, I'd still rather be WWE wrestling." You look at Brock Lesnar, who could have continued to fight the top guys in the world, but it said, nah, I'd rather go back to the WWE. I feel like he was starting to decline, you know, like, eh. I mean, he was better off, like, where he was, in my opinion. He made more money. I don't know. So you just going to bring you one over here and just leave us out like that? Got him a stogie. I had to urinate, and I also grabbed a cigar. Well, yeah, guys, I, I will say Thanks this. For sharing. You I've definitely enjoyed our night that together. Happens to the best uh, of us, man. <laughs> listeners, I hope you have enjoyed our conversation. Uh, I think we got to know yeah, man, this is a fun. lot more about the thought process of the Don, Jonathan Eilid. And we also got to uh, talk to Professor Marcus Dempsey a little bit, the professor. The professor. The professor. That's right. With Academy of the Science. This is a fun That's episode, right. huh? Very fun episode. What this showed me is we need to do this more often. Have people Absolutely. here. With us, this has been great, guys. Yeah, man, this is good for sure. I appreciate no you masks. guys having me. Everybody's just like huffing. Uh, wait, wait, wait! I had a mask other. on the whole time. Yeah, you guys, what, what are you talking about? You're not wearing a mask. We're below. We're below the. The uh, mic is my mask. We're below the uh, maximum maximum occupancy. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Okay. Six feet. You know I'll the fire marshal has he yeah. coming? Uh, uh, listen, I had to go through a lot of inspections to open this motherfucker. I know all about it. Whenever we turn the mics off, I'll tell you a really cool story about some things that have happened because of the comments on my show. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, yeah. We got, <laughs> I'm just masks? happy you're wearing pants and shit, you know. Uh, oh, it's getting warm in here. Wow. I might, I might Watch be taking out shirt off pretty soon. Damn. <laughs> you got to follow your brother's footsteps. And for the audience, if you've been hearing snoring for the past 25 to 30 minutes. Hey, <laughs> that is my little brother. We have Maddie a Sherlock on the couch. <laughs> yeah. Who took his shirt off and passed out I on the couch. Passed out. My man's good. We did have some drinks before. Uh, it just happens. What's with the shirt? That's the thing at y'all's, y'all's house? You just pop the shirt off and sleep? or Just pop the top off. I, sh- I sleep with shirts on, man. Cheeks it's, out, it's baby. more comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, I, we got to get out of here. But we had a great night. Definitely have to do this again. Let us sign it. Uh, as soon as John does have... Fight scheduled, we will let you know. Yeah, you're going to come back in here and do this with us again for your next for when sure. you got to fight, right? For sure. All right. Let's do awesome. it. Get you Good and uh, Sean in here, you and uh, Jewel in here. Let's get. That's right. Yeah. Yes, Good sir. stuff. Good stuff. 17th episode. Nice. The fight Sport Focus podcast here. 17. In the books. And these guys got a chance to see the podcast championship belt tonight. <sighs> yeah, that was pretty sweet. Congratulations. That, that's some hard leather. I, I would like for oh, yeah. Tan, to, uh, Tan to be here. And then we could trade a little bit, you know, like we yeah, hold his yeah, for yeah. a week. He holds ours for a week. We'll, have, like, to, we'll have to get him back in. I think ours has a little more prestige, uh, but yeah, I, mean, I don't know about just that. Giving that Dude, you can't, you, can't, you can't argue with me about His that. is pretty heavy, you know. Well, oh, that belt is dude, heavy. It's like at least 30 or 40 <laughs> pound, kilos, I think. 40 kilos, probably, that belt. Ounces. Yeah. Heavy. Ounces. But until yeah. next time, I am Nikki the G, and this is Jeffrey El Jefe mm. Hoffman saying goodnight. Godspeed.